I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. It must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Waka waka. <laughs> waka waka, Sammy Joe. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am good. It's funny because I just said waka waka before we started recording, and I was like, why am yeah. I saying waka waka? But you just take it and run with it now, don't you? <laughs> I do. That I do. Yeah. Why do you have a uh, skateboard right behind you? Ah, this old thing here? Oh, I was doing some kickflips down some some stair sets earlier. Of no, course. You huh? <laughs> no, sure. You yeah, backside heel no. flip over, the, over that, the rail. You, you're not cool Did enough to do that anymore. Blunt backside front side nose blunt with a pop shove it out mm-hmm okay any more questions nope melon no grab over the rail hand plant whose melons are you grabbing <laughs> easy <laughs> take it easy right <laughs> off the top of the show sammy joe uh, sorry yeah I'm trying to be better that's okay so yeah, uh, some announcements. I think we should just get right into them because uh, All right. we got we got some big shows to cover today. So in the interest of time, I think we should talk about our announcements that we have. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, would you like to lead the charge on that or? I think you should lead the charge. Oh, You're doing okay. a really good job. Oh, thank taking charge you. right now, and thank I'm you. impressed. So I'm just gonna let you roll. Thanks. I feel like a real host right now. Finally. Yeah, welcome to Kicking and Streaming. <laughs> yes, okay, I'm not a real host. I forgot to welcome the audience. Welcome to <laughs> Kicking and Streaming, episode 42. 42, it's a lost number. It is a lost number, I know. So. And it's uh, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Sammy, Joe, and I were talking. We have uh, some life developments happening in the next few weeks here. Uh, Sammy, of course, we've talked about it at length, but you are getting married. Yes, <laughs> uh, I am. Yeah, so we're Labor all, Day weekend. all going to uh, have a big party and enjoy your nuptials with uh, the purest David. I'm very excited the for that. The purest David? <laughs> the purest. <laughs> he is um, very pure, like white snow. That, right, like the driven snow. Um, sometimes sometimes <laughs> so and then on my side of the house of this podcast house i have some exciting news that i have changed jobs and yeah, yeah and i have a very exciting opportunity by the time this podcast goes out it will be public within my place of work so i can say these things um and i will be relocating myself and my family uh, to another state. So there's going to be some moving and a shaking on my side. The good news is that this podcast shall continue. Uh, the bad news is, well, well you know. Well, I wouldn't let you off the hook. I know. So not that you asked. I should mm -mm. clarify. Yeah. But I was like, we're not, you can't get out of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As we've explored many times before, I have no way out of this podcast. I'm <laughs> verbally contracted. With my friend yep. Sammy Joe here to continue until we are finished with these shows. Um, um, but also, we're just friends, you know? And oh, like, yeah. I yeah, like talking yeah, yeah, to you. Yeah, so, I know. I was, you know, I was getting God. to that. I'm going down Jeez. my notes here, and I have a whole <laughs> chapter on uh, we're friends. And that's why Good. I shall continue said podcast. Yes? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So, uh, yeah, so we are going to take a small hiatus from the podcast uh, so that Sammy can enjoy her wedding. And you can enjoy my wedding. I can enjoy your wedding. And we don't have to worry about editing on that weekend yeah. because that's usually when I edit these podcasts. So it'll be a nice little vacation, but it really won't be for me because I am relocating and selling That's a house be a lot. and buying a new house and moving to a new area and all of the things that go along with that. So I'm sure it's going to be very smooth and no stress whatsoever. Completely easy cheesecake, right? Easy cheesecake. Easy cheesecake. <laughs> uh, piece of crumb cake, no problem. You know, just slide right over there. But uh, maybe not. There might be some challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the news. Our uh, our planned re-arrival date for this podcast to land back on your devices is October 2021. So not, not too far from now. That's what yeah. we're planning on. But of course, you know, we'll keep you updated through Kickstream Pod, all our social channels. You got those handles handy there. Is it Kickstream um, Pod? <laughs> yes, it's Kickstream Pod. <laughs> As you can tell, I manage the marketing aspect of this podcast. <laughs> I do not, but I do like and the posts. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I edit the podcast. All right. That's, yep. that's what no, I bring. That's, that's a lot. You I bring, bring a lot. that and I bring the cheesecake. I wish you would. I know. Me too. Oh my God, I want some cheesecake. Although, you know what I will say is I'm a little bit bummed because not that we really had uh, a plan to do this anyway, but you will be moving a lot further from me. So the idea of us ever recording in person person? together is like not going to happen. Dreams of that are dwindling. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you, you know, unless Dave and I come visit you or something for a fun, fun weekend. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. That seems unlikely to happen. But well, what are you talking about? Of course, <laughs> you can come. I mean, I got a couple you're of rugrats running got... around. You're gonna have to contend with, but <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We're not Get, as cool just... as like your fun single friends with no kids. You know? I don't think I have any single friends anymore, oh, but I have right. married friends without kids. Right. I have a few married friends who yeah. are still just as cool as they were pre-parents. Yeah, like me. Pre-kids. Yeah, well, I never knew you pre-kids, so I can't judge that. But so, I do think you're cool, even honestly, with kids. thank you. Does it get any cooler, is what you have to ask yourself. Sure. Does no, it I don't think so. any cooler, Sammy Joe? <laughs> <laughs> As I sit here with my Gap hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and your whatever packing stuff yeah. in your background. Oh, my office is so a mess a- right now. I have Bounty stuff paper everywhere. towels. Bounty. Some Doritos, it looks like. It's not Doritos. <laughs> I don't know what's it does look like Doritos, but we, we wouldn't allow Doritos in this house. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. I still don't know what it is. I had a closer <laughs> look. Don't know what it is. <laughs> All right. Amy just put a bunch of things in here. I'm like, okay, my office is a great place to store things. I'll just go with it. You know, <laughs> next week it's just going to be more. You're going to be like, <laughs> it's just going to add on pile and pile yeah. and pile. When we could, we could do those. Um, uh, what are they? What do they call those things where they have like the side by side pictures and you have to pick out the differences? Oh, like spot uh, the difference or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you just have to see the new things that are being added every right. week. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, so that's the news. Uh, it's not earth shattering, but hey, if you no. miss us, just go back listen to the uh, forty-two episodes that we have already recorded. I mean, that's a ton of content. 
It you is. can re-listen and they're to long, it. So they're we long. don't really expect you to listen to them. You and know, this is a good opportunity a for a lot of our listeners who might have dropped off because they're like, "Oh, I, I got to catch up." You know that. Well, yeah. this is your this is your uh, moment to catch up, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, and others. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to be back, and um, October seems like a good time to be back because that's when we started this podcast. That's so right. So we'll be able to celebrate, One or at least year. that's when we started publishing it. We've actually been recording for over a year now. We have. We started we just, in like July of last in July. year. I think. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't. Uh, we just didn't start publishing them until yeah. October. So we'll be able to celebrate a year and our return. It's pretty wild, Sammy Joe. Been doing this I for know. almost a year or, or over yeah. a year, but consistently almost a year. I'm having a lot of fun. Are you having fun? Yeah, I'm having fun. It's a good time, you know? Good. Silly times every week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm it's so uh, teaching us a lot of interesting skills. I'm not sure which yet. Perhaps. <laughs> you know, I have noticed that our puns have kind of dropped off recently in recent episodes. Oh, no. I don't think I've been putting enough effort into the puns. All right. Well, let's bring that back. Yeah, we got to bring that back. That's another thing that we can sort of reset, come back strong with the puns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you know what it was? It was that episode with the fish monster. Yeah, there was just so many. I outdid myself with puns. And I I was like, I'm never going to live up to that episode. So I've kind of taken it easy on the puns. Not that anybody cares. Don't ever take it easy. I know. I know. Just can't. Yeah. Okay. But not every not every episode is going to be a banger, as we've said in the past. Very true. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Anything else to report upon, or shall we get into these banger episodes? I think we should just get right into it. All right. Let's get into Buffy. Okay, so this week we watched Buffy Season 3, Episode 9, The Wish. The, the original wish air date. For you. When you wish. <laughs> I was it's going a different song. I know. <laughs> but I like yours. Yours is good. Yours Thank is you. classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, original air date, December 8th, 1998. This episode was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Greenwald. Your previous predictions from last episode wa- were, were as follows. Mm-hmm. Spike will be back for sure. Yep. He just dropped by to remind the audience that he's around. Hello. And, Bye-bye. But you weren't so sure that Drusilla will be back. You're like, maybe she'll come back. Maybe she'll be a big bad. Not sure. She'll but definitely back. Spike will be back. So you said... The people love Spike, so he will definitely yeah, be back. They'll both be back. Now you think Drusilla will be back too? I don't know. All right. I'll ride the line. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep you okay. guessing, Sammy Joe. Keep you guessing. <laughs> uh, so you also said that Joyce and Spike will continue to be a thing. They'll be buddies every time he shows back up in Sunnydale. Hmm. And you also uh, said that you think that maybe Faith might be the daughter of the mayor and you're you're not really convinced that she's a slayer. I said that? You did. Interesting. I have no recollection of this. Well, you can go back and listen. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yep. So, because right. I asked you if you had any thoughts on the mayor. Yeah. And this is what you said to me. All right. Well, I like it. Great tie-in. I got a 
really old prediction that I'm bringing back. Yeah, dusting one off. Because I knew as soon as you said this prediction, yeah, this this episode jumped to my mind. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. In episode six. Yes. Season one, episode six of Buffy, The Pact. Way back. The Pack. Sorry, not Pact. <laughs> um, you said that other characters will get possessed. There will be an episode yes. when Willow. I thought of this. This is I verbatim. I thought of this one. Yeah. Verbatim. Okay. Like I knew that you had said other characters will get possessed, but yeah. then when I was like going back and mm-hmm. listening verbatim to what you said, this is what you said. Okay. There will be an episode when Willow gets enchanted and becomes the opposite of Willow. She'll dress all sexy. Oh. She'll say, what's up, stud? She's going to have a real (laughs) Sandy D moment. moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you predicted that that would happen in season two. Tell me about it, stud. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. So there you go. How do I do it is what they ask me. Yeah. And the answer well, is, I hope it's not from <laughs> following all the Buffy characters on Instagram and oh. clearly watching Buffy clips that you shouldn't be watching and Buffy gifts that you shouldn't be looking at. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into this episode. All right, let's jump in. So we open with Buffy being choked by a snarling, gurgling, tentacle-faced demon. That kind of reminds me of Davy Jones. Yeah, good call. I didn't think of Davy Jones, but I knew he looked familiar. I called him slimy, tentacle-looking demon. So Yeah, a little bit like a Cthulhu, but Cthulhus are usually a lot bigger and yeah. kind of crazier looking. Cthulhu is um, one of those words that I always look at and I read about seven times before I attempt to say it, and then I can yeah. never say it. Yeah, you know? I I only am able to say it because Dave plays D and D, and there's a lot of like Cthulhu stuff in D and D. So he says it. A Not lot. necessarily the <laughs> ones that he plays, but like yeah. there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Um, and you hear him from I, the I, other he doesn't, room. I don't think he necessarily says it a lot, but it's like one of those things where like the D and D crowd, like they know they right. know HP Lovecraft <laughs> generally speaking, and they know Cthulhu, and so I've just heard yeah. it said so many times Cthulhu. that I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Special. Anyway, Xander's on the ground. The wind was knocked out of him, and Willow is frantically sorting through Buffy's weapon duffel bag as Buffy yells "Nerf" to try to help her. Nerf. Um, Nerf. Yeah, she just keeps yelling, nerf, nerf. Why, why nerf? Well, Willow realizes she's trying to say knife because uh, Buffy's being choked. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um. And so Willow grabs the dagger. She tosses it to Buffy. Buffy stabs the demon yeah. and it falls to the ground and it oozes nasty green blood. Yeah, he just kind of lays there too. I was expecting a dusting. But. Yeah, well, that's, and actually Willow says something like, isn't he going to go poof? Yeah, and, isn't he going to go poof? I wrote Yeah, that and down. Buffy's kind of like, I guess that doesn't happen with every demon, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, think about the guy she beheaded. Right. He just was there. Right, yeah. You know? What was interesting about this opening scene was that it was all in, like, bright sunlight. Like, normally they're in the cemetery at night, you know, something's happening. Right, but they're like in a park they're here like a park. and it's sunlight. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's probably yeah. one of the one of the few scenes that, few fight scenes that have happened during the day. Yeah, I was like, this is strange. It just felt Yeah, it is different. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. 
so Buffy says something about how like they're going to have to bury it. And she also mentions that she wasn't able to reach Faith, which is why Xander and Willow are there and not Faith. Yeah. Which kind of worries her. And then Xander says that he has left 60 to 70 messages for Cordy. It's too many. But he hasn't heard from her. Uh, too that's many too messages. many, Xander. Way right. too many. Okay. You should stop at like. Take it uh, easy. Hmm. Stop at one. Stop at like three. Three? Three max. You know what? Two is a nice, happy medium. Sure. Like one initial, you know, second one is a follow up, just, you know, seeing, but I'll give you space. Just making sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the the perfect level of concern. That's true. Because I feel like if you get three, then three is like, okay. Yeah. Three is like, all right. All right. I would have called you back after two. All right. Yeah. Good call. Mm -hmm. Let's go with two. Two is enough, okay? Mm -hmm. And so then Xander kind of like tries to blame it on Cordelia and Oz. He's sort of like, well, if they knocked first, they just walked in on us kissing. Um, But Willow and Buffy are not not on board with that. Um, But Willow looks forward to returning to school the next day, which is Monday, so that she can see Oz and try begging for forgiveness again. So Mm. she's doing her own kind of, you know, incessant bugging yeah sure and then she so she says i want to be strong willow but then i think i may never get to be close to oz again and it's like all the air just goes out of the room buffy says i know the feeling and xander asks how buffy dealt with you know her angel pain and she says i have you guys then we cut to cordelia's bedroom she's sitting on her bed crying and cutting up a photo of herself, Cordelia's Xander, in a Willow, dark Buffy. place. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I do, I remember these You've days. Been there. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, cutting photos. <laughs> do you ever have any of these? Burning them. I think it's. Oh, I got. Oh, yeah, I got real dark. You know, high school breakup. Sure, really, yeah. really dark. Did you ever cut up photos and? Didn't burn cut them? it up, but what I did do is uh, aggressively put them all in a box and deliver them to the doorstep. Like get them well, out. that is a much healthier way to handle it. Is it? I think, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's a pretty mature way. I definitely did this move. So she's basically cutting up this picture, letting the pieces fall into a bowl on like a tray in front of her, and in the background, the her answering machine is playing all the messages from Xander one after the other. Yep. And then she kind of like cuts Xander's slices his head off. In Yikes. The, and then drops the, on the photo, obviously, and and it drops into the bowl. She lights a match, burns the photo pieces. Yeah. But I was like, why'd you have to burn Buffy too? She right. didn't do anything. Hey, collateral damage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, emotional um, war, Sammy Joe. Yeah. So that's. But yeah, definitely, I definitely been there for these. Uh, yeah. These photo burns. These yeah, photo burns. And yeah. I honestly, I think. It's not, you know, I think maybe putting photos in a box and delivering them to someone, I guess it could be argued that maybe that's less mature. I don't know. I think that's pretty mature. It's like a passive aggressive thing. This is like a good cathartic thing that's like not harming anyone. Right. You know, like as long as you're safe about the fire and you've got water, fire safety Mm -hmm. people, you know what I mean? Like, then it's fine. Like she, she was, she was doing great. She had a bowl on a tray, you know, <laughs> bowl it's not on like a tray. she had the bowl right on her bed. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so pretty right. good. Yeah. Good we should show it to a fire, fire, fire marshal and be like, what do you think of this safety? Is this like yeah. 
Is this good? I mean, they'll probably be like, oh my God, she could have knocked over the bull and it could have oh, yeah. gone everywhere. You know, it'd be a mm-hmm. whole thing. But yeah. mm-hmm. still better, I think, than it sitting right on the bed. Okay. So anyway, we cut, we go to the intro. Then back from the intro, Willow is at school next day, keeping watch over Oz's locker, waiting for him to like come by and get books. Buffy approaches and Willow tells Buffy that Cordelia is supposed to come in today. Yeah. Because Amy saw her at the mall yesterday but she but amy had said that cordy looked kind of scary she looks pretty scary yeah mm-hmm. so then we cut to a rock and roll riff playing over go. a low shot of a car door opening very so, spike very spike that's what but i thought it's cordy too. it's cordy coming out yeah so it's mm-hmm. her shiny red convertible she's yep. wearing some killer high heels a dark red leather skirt and top full leather like, outfit crimson crimson yeah. blood red you yeah, know? she's out to get what's hers, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very badass, like, F you, I'm over this breakup. I'm reclaiming I'm Yeah, myself. I'm back on top, bitch. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, um, definitely had these moments, too. Mm-hmm. Not so much with the high heels, because I can't walk in those, but, uh, you know, I definitely was like, okay, mm-hmm. You can't, you can't walk- Here we uh, go. You can't walk in high heels? Mm-mm. No. Oh, no, Pat. <laughs> oh no. 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 I will fall. <laughs> Two left feet, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. I would just trip over myself. <laughs> so yeah. I don't do high heels. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was I trying to flats. remember if I had ever seen you in high heels and I don't think no. I have. No, I would wear generally I would wear flats or yeah. sneakers or mm-hmm. like I I've worn boots before, but they're usually like very low right. flat heels. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Just uh, don't feel like that's something I need to do to myself because uh, I will just fall. Makes sense. They're usually uncomfortable on me, so just not into it. Right. But I'm into this Cordy look. She's got it down, okay? She She can rock those heels. Yeah, she handles it. So Harmony sees her and tells her she looks amazing and then introduces her to Anya, who's a new character. Uh, uh-huh. And she says her, her Anya's dad just moved to Sunnydale and bought a utility or something. <laughs> Anya seems to have a keen eye for fashion. And Harmony tells Cordy that she was smart to fake an injury to take time off so that people forget about her and Xander. Yeah, LOL, you should see what what this fake injury actually was, okay, Mean Girls? Yeah. Oh, that's funny because, so I said, and another unnamed Mean Girl says Cordelia needs to get back on the dating horse. (laughs) So much mean mugging from these girls this whole episode. I will tell you, like, oh. I can't take it. It drives me up Sometimes, a wall. yeah, people are so mean. Yeah. Kids, teenagers, they could be so mean to each other. It breaks my heart. I know. I know. I mean, so I mean. was probably a little bit mean sometimes. You're, you know, I'm you're no, one of these I'm mean no girls? Angel. I'm no angel, but most of the time I tried to stand up for people yeah. who were getting mean girled yeah. at, right. you know? Mm-hmm. I like to think that, that I did that. But anyway, so Harmony says, I have just the stallion. He's so you. And she leads Cordelia to the stairs Mm -hmm. where Jonathan is sitting, nursing a huge glug. You do have a stallion for me. Hello, Jonathan. Yeah. And she, Harmony giggles and she's like, I'm pretty sure he won't cheat on you, at least not for a while. Yeah. Plus, he's got a little moped. Exactly. These are all great points. Thank you for pointing them out. Anya, yeah. or whatever her name is. What's her name? Uh, it's Harmony. That's hey, Harmony, it. you're uh, you're singing the right tune, okay? 
Do you see what I did there? I Harmony. did see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> nice job. Because uh, anybody would be very lucky to lucky. be with a, a prince like Jonathan. And yeah. I'd walk right up to Jonathan, and I'd be like, Jonathan, would you like to smooch? And then we would smooch. If I was and courting, he would I mean. And would say, your hands are rough. Your hands are smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Then Harmony and the rest of the mean girls slash Heathers, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Heathers. Okay. They walk away giggling while Cordy and Jonathan both kind of look sad. Oh, and on. I feel bad that Cordy got mean girled here, but Jonathan is a nice boy. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Don't use him as a butt of a joke. That's Harmony. what I'm saying. And it's almost as bad for Cordy to be offended that they would offer Jonathan. You know, that's offensive too. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's one thing for the mean girls to be like, <laughs> isn't it funny that we would offer him? But for Cordy to be like, oh my God, you disgust me. It's like, okay, that's just as bad. Yeah. You know? It's just as bad. Right. It's bad all the way around. And what I think is, I think that Jonathan should have stood up and said to Harmony, get out of here, you poisonous <laughs> bunch-backed toad. Oh, wow. Just use some Shakespearean insults on her. Yeah, I like that. But I don't see Jonathan handling himself quite that way. No. No. This is how I picture Jonathan, okay? He's sitting there. He's slurping his drink, all right? Yeah, his his huge glug. His huge glug. He's slurping it, and then yeah. they start making fun of him, and then he just kind of he just kind of looks away for a second, and he puts on some sunglasses, and when he turns back, he flips his hair, and then they see him in a whole new light, and then yeah. like <laughs> time slows down, and glitter starts to sparkle behind him, and then <laughs> just music starts playing, like emo rock music, and slow yeah. mo he stands up, and somehow he's like six foot seven, and they're like, wow. what? I thought he was shy. And then they, they can't talk because they're just spellbound. Starstruck. Starstruck by this amazing Jonathan transformation. Just Phoenix rising from the stairs. <laughs> and then they go, we are not worthy. And then he just walks by and he's like, sorry, what'd you say, girls? And they're like, ah. And then they all faint, and then he gets in his Corvette, and he peels out. Cool wow. guy, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Wow. You yep. have quite the imagination. I'm just, just saying how it is. This, is. this is Jonathan's transformation. One day. I bet he's One CEO day. somewhere, you know, just uh, hand, handing yeah. out bonuses like um, potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> Not day-old potato Not day-old, fresh <laughs> Potato Fresh, chip, Sammy just, Joe. Just plucked from right. the bag. Just walking down the hallway, and you get a bonus, and you get a bonus, and you get a bonus. But Cordelia, you don't. Harmony, you don't. You Harmony, your demotion, you're working. Mm-hmm. And they're all I don't like, know, cleaning Please, toilets now. Mr. Jonathan, may we? No, no, no. Let's remember no, high school girls. No. Also, that TPS report is due on Monday. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun yeah let's do a reboot i mean i will say i know i'm pretty sure i've said this on the podcast before but you know one piece of advice that my mom gave me that stuck with me because she didn't give me much was (laughs) (laughs) was uh always be nice to the like nerdy kids and if they ask you to dance like always always dance with them Wait a minute. Because you never know where they might end up. 
Is this why I'm on a podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> You're always nice to the nerdy kids. That's how we became friends. You're like, yeah, this well, guy's I pretty nerdy. Probably figured out pretty quickly that I like the nerdy kids a He's lot like more the than Jonathan the popular ones. of the office. Hi there, <laughs> little friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're taller than I am. <laughs> uh, that's true. I am not by much, but I am yeah. taller. <laughs> I mean, my mom's reasoning was not great because hers, you know, she was like, you know, they'll maybe they'll be millionaires one day and then you'll whatever get with them. Right. Which is fair, but that's not. But that's not the only reason. Yeah. No. So anyway. Anywho's. We get sad piano music playing and we see Oz heading to his locker. Willow follows him. She tries to talk to him and he turns away telling her that, you know, she said all of this already and that. She needs to leave him alone, basically, um, that he needs to figure things out. She kind of keeps pushing and he says, look, I'm sorry this is hard for you, but I told you what I need. So I can't help feeling like the reason you want to talk is so you can feel better about yourself. Oh, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. Boom. Oh, oh it hurts so much. Oh, boom. But he's roasted. not being like a jerk. You know, no, he's like he's. He's, He's like asking for space, rightfully yeah. so, given yeah. she was a ch- eaten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then Cordy sees Xander walking towards her in the hall and pulls a guy named John Lee over to her, John moving Lee. her head from side to side. So from Xander's angle, it kind of looks like they're kissing. Do you think um, so? That was on purpose to make it look like that. That seems like an expert miming move. It does. <laughs> like she's done it before. Maybe. Yeah. Or she just had a plan. Right. Like hmm. she thought about it, you know, like if yeah. I see Xander, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Okay. You, but I mean, you had to make sure the right guy was there, right? Because if he wasn't right. the right height or if it was someone like Jonathan, she's too not going to pull Jonathan over. Yeah. Because he's too short and not cool. Well, she could have picked him up, you know, and then done That's the same true. move. Be like, Jonathan, Beep. can you see the things in my teeth? And then just picked him up and then. Or she's like crouches down yeah left to right but xander wouldn't have bought that you know he'd be like okay no you know xander would have been like okay (laughs) (laughs) well it can't uh can't top that nope so then she tries catching up with john after xander walks away um but he doesn't want to associate with quote xander harris's cast off unless it's in private my goodness Youch, Cordy. There's a lot of uh, meanies in the school. Yeah, so yeah. she's at the bottom of the totem pole, and uh, she ain't getting back on top so quickly, Pat. Yeah, whatever. Who so cares? then she bumps into Anya, and Anya tells her that she doesn't really like Harmony. She's like, oh, you know, she follows me around, but if that girl had an original thought, her head would explode. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like I like this. I like this frankness here. Sure. From Anya. Um, and then Cordy notices Anya's necklace and Anya tells her that it's a an old good luck charm her dad gave her. Cordelia wishes that she had one uh, that she had one pre Xander, a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of like start to rag on men. And <laughs> Anya goes, don't you kind of wish? Cordelia says, I don't wish. I act. Starting now, Xander Harris is going to get a belly full of just how over him I am. 
Mm. And then we cut to Cordy at the bronze, living it up, wearing this beautiful sparkly dress, tight-fitting yeah. dress, mm-hmm. laughing with a bunch of guys and Anya at her table, living her best life. Bringing all the boys to the yard. Oh, yeah. She's glancing back at Xander. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know, kind of. Right. Um, and uh, Xander, Buffy, and Willow are sitting sort of in pensive silence. Xander starts to like fake laugh to show that he's doing just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, it turns out like it's maniacal laughter. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah. <laughs> Too forced. <laughs> and there, and Buffy and Willow are just like, what is happening? Yeah. Um. So Xander kind of asks them for support and Buffy says that she's support gal, but she feels weird with it being like kind of them against Cordelia. Yeah. Because like Cordelia didn't do anything wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Willow agrees. But then Xander says that he's done feeling guilty and he's ready to just live in the now. But I'm kind of like, you know what, Xander? I don't think you felt guilty for long enough. No, no. You Xander know, like, is not in any sense of guilt. He's not seeming remorseful. Even though, yeah, he's basically broken up with this girl. I mean, I guess. Th- I, don't I think know. that they... You know, I think he likes. I think him. he likes Willow better than Cordy at this point. Yeah, but I don't know. You I know? think that's probably true. Also, let me just say, in this uh, part of the episode where they're mm-hmm. in the bronze, I was yeah. so hoping they made an announcement as like, "All right, and we'd like to welcome Dingo's ate our babies." Wait, is that the ate my baby? Ate my baby, and then <laughs> the band takes a stage. And then the spotlight goes on uh, Oz and he does like a super emo soft rock song. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Oh, they would just sing Pain. Whereas, that's, yeah. their, that's their hit song. Pain, yeah. Pain, right. I can't sleep. Right. That would have been so cool. Yeah. But that didn't happen. No, Dreams that didn't happen. Dashed. But I agree. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, huh? Yeah, right to Joss Whedon in the past. Neat dynamic there. Yeah. Yeah. If I was an executive in the writer's room, they'd be like, this is the worst idea. Why <laughs> Why would you bring us this drivel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love it. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in Frozen 2. When, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> you know, in Frozen 2, when I can't remember any of the characters' names that yeah. aren't the sisters, Anna and Elsa. Yeah. The the Olaf. the guy who's who's marrying one of the sisters. Uh-huh. God, I, I saw this once, okay, and I saw Frozen once. Kristoff. And I'm Kristoff. Thank you. <laughs> I don't He's... know Frozen characters. <laughs> what? That was just what? a wild guess. But the like. Yeah, but he like the like eighties ballad that oh, yeah, he does the 80s in the ballad. woods. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great scene. <laughs> that's like what I'm picturing. <laughs> I know. It's like Oz doing something like that. That was for all the parents. Like oh, that it was scene in the movie. phenomenal. Yeah. They're like, this is it for the parents because so the kids don't get the reference. They're like, no. okay, whatever. It's just They song. don't understand what yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, genius. It was chef's oh, kiss. Chef's Beautiful. Kiss. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Even Frozen though I can't remember his name, <laughs> I remember that song in the yeah. scene. <laughs> Kristoff and his reindeer fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, Xander's done feeling guilty, whatever. And he's going to live in the now. And Buffy and Willow kind of get on board and they smile for a little bit. And then they become lost in their deep, dark thoughts again. <laughs> yeah. And so Buffy is like, all right, that didn't work. I'm getting chocolate. Um, <laughs> so Xander tries to gossip about Cordy to Willow, absentmindedly putting his hand on her leg. And she calls him out on it. Oh, and she says, look, if I want to make things right with us, my hands, my all my stuff 
has to be for him only. And you know, too late there, Willow. Should have thought of that before. I agree, but she's now she's putting up boundaries because like Xander was kind of like we always used to touch digits like friends, and she's like, not anymore. We can't do that. Like I got to put up this boundary. So good for her. Yeah, I get it. But now Xander's not even really interested in her like romantically. It seems. Well, you just said that that uh he likes willow more than cordelia <laughs> well so. yeah comparatively yeah but uh, uh i don't know i feel like some i feel like some of that lust that was happening whereas like kind of uncontrollable between them yeah has kind of dissipated well you know your uh significant others walking in on you and then one of them getting impaled on a pole I feel like that'll do it for you. <laughs> Good you point. Know, that'll really kill the mood. <laughs> Seeing your significant other impaled on a piece of rusty rebar mm, might yeah. take the fun out of this uh, tryst that you're, you're yeah. encountering. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. point, Sammy Joe. <laughs> yep. You know. <laughs> yep. Uh, Buffy sees Cordelia leaving and she kind of like holds her stomach because of her stitches. Right. And then uh, so Buffy goes after her to see how she's doing. But Cordelia wants nothing to do with Buffy. Then a vamp jumps out and knocks Cordy into a pile of Ugh, trash. Always with the vamp jumping out. Yeah. Buffy stakes him. And as Cordy gets up from the trash with paper stuck in her hair, of course, yeah. Harmony and her Harmonettes. Here they choose... come. Ooh, Harmonettes. I like that. Thank you. Well, they, they um, a lot of times have called them Cordettes ah. in, in the transcripts. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. time they're not Cordettes. They're Harmonettes. I love it. So they choose that moment to walk by and they laugh at her misfortune. And Cordelia goes, you know what I've been asking myself a lot? Sorry, let me see. (laughs) froze. (laughs) Anticipate. Cordelia, (laughs) anticipate. Anticipation. Um, Okay, yeah. So Cordelia says, you know what I've been asking myself a lot this last week? Why me? Why do I get impaled? Why do I get bitten by snakes? Why do I fall for incredible losers? And you know, I think I finally figured it out. What my problem is, it's... And then we smash cut to Cordy and Anya walking together at school. Buffy Summers. And and Cordelia finishes, yep, with Buffy Summers. That's when all my problems started. All my troubles started. When she moved here. She looks at Buffy, Willow, and Xander sitting on a bench. Harmony walks by and says, oh, hey, it's Garbage Girl. Love the look last night, Cord. Oh, my God. Dumpster chic for the dumped. Oh, my God. And she's like, and walks away. They're drive-by insults for me. If I was there, uh uh-uh, not in my house, all right? Not happening. Time's up, rules change, all right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would be me. Take some flubber juice. That's right, because I'll tell, you, out on him. I'll tell you what, Sammy Joe might be a nice guy, but tigers don't, what, what is it? Tigers Tiger don't, don't change their stripes. <laughs> yeah, I, I blew it. Tigers <laughs> don't change their stripes. Then you'd be like, damn it, shit. Like, I had a real tough okay. guy moment here, just teed up, ready to go, and then I blew it in front of the mean shit. girls. Then they start making fun of me. They're like, tigers God, don't. This really tigers blew up don't. in my face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. T- 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 tiger stutter. <laughs> there goes Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Daniel Tiger? Yeah, the kids show. Don't you know? Oh, no, I have no idea I'm what that is. such a dad now. I was talking about <laughs> Frozen 2 in great detail. Now I'm talking about Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Parents um, know. Parents know. They get it. Cool. Where my day in the tiger's at. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So anyway, Anya gives Cordelia her luck charm necklace, saying that she needs it more than her, which I will agree with. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know what Anya's life is, but. She's down Anya luck. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Bring nice. it back. Yep. Hey, Cordy, you down on your luck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take this necklace. Mm-hmm. It is dangerous to go alone. Cordelia keeps venting about Buffy, and then Anya says, but Xander, he's an utter loser. Don't you wish? And Cordelia says, I never would have looked twice at Xander if Buffy hadn't made him marginally cooler by hanging with him. I wish <laughs> Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. Yeah. And then Anya turns back to Cordelia She's and, scary. Uh, and, and Cordy gasps because now Anya's face is suddenly raw and red and veiny yeah. and wrinkly. And Anya says, done. <laughs> done. And then we fade to white and commercial break. And commercial break. You know, Cordelia at that moment should have said, ah, you got something on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you got egg on your face. You get egg on your face, Anya. There we go. We're back there at we it go. now. Yep. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Start your engines. <laughs> Just got to turn it on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that really worked, yeah, but that's it's, okay. It's okay. Anyway, like it. <laughs> back from commercial, we fade from white onto Cordy in the quad, but now it's mostly deserted. Anya isn't beside her. Buffy, Willow, and Xander aren't sitting on the bench that they were just sitting on. And there's kind of like litter scattered about. Yeah. And a few students are just rushing past her to get into the building. Mm-hmm. And so Cordelia says... I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. And she smiles and she's like, she realizes. she's like a good fairy, a scary, veiny, good fairy. And she turns <laughs> around and she's like, <laughs> and yeah. like walks inside. Careful what you wish for, Cordy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, she heads inside and there's, again, far fewer students than there normally is in the halls of Sunnydale High. Right. Everyone's dressed in like, dark drab clothing and mm-hmm. cordelia is really standing out in this bright turquoise dress that she's wearing yeah she sees harmony and her friends and kind of slowly approach because she's like i don't really know where we stand but harmony approaches as if like the whole xander thing never happened and um one of the harmonettes tells cordelia that her dress is daring then it's john daring. lee approaches and nervously asks her to the winter brunch Huh. Which is sort of weird. Really change his tune, huh? Yeah. And Cordelia says that she'll get back to him. Well, oh. well, 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 John Lee. Well, well, John Lee. That's a yeah. full Sawyer Sammy moment there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh winter brunch though. That seems kind of strange. Winter brunch? Yeah, it's not like a winter. Yeah, you want to go to the winter, winter brunch dance. with me? It's a winter we'll, brunch. We'll get French toast and carrot sticks. French toast. French fries. French, we always do that. It has raisins. You love you raisins. Love raisins. You're not doing it right. It has oh. raisins. You love raisins. <laughs> You're not doing I it right. I fucking love that movie. Me okay. Too. Me too. I love mm-hmm. that movie. I don't watch it enough. They're right. Better off <gasps> dead. John Better Cusack. off dead. See it so if you good. haven't seen it, especially after a breakout. It. Breakout? A breakup. Break or a breakout. Yeah. If your acne's yeah. really bad, Better Off Dead might clear it up. <laughs> it might. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just from all the laughter and happiness. Mm-hmm. When I got broken up with, that's what my mom bought me on DVD as a present. Make really? me feel better. She bought what me a great Better mom. Off Dead on DVD, and I watched it over and over again. And what a helped. great mom. Mm-hmm. Cinema therapy. 
I tried to watch that movie with my dad and he was like, what is this? this? I'm like, dad, this is from your generation. Excuse (laughs) me. Where were you when John Cusack (sighs) movies were coming out? Uh Uh-huh. I would. Fun trivia about that movie. Wasted on him. About that movie is, uh, is when it came out, John Cusack saw the cut and he thought they were making a completely different movie. So when he saw it, he was disgusted by this movie. He really? Was like, what is this? Is this supposed to be funny? I didn't know it was like gonna be funny like this, and like he totally didn't understand the tone or the humor, and he thought it was just drivel. So uh, he got very upset with the director, but he still was contracted to make another film with him. So it was awkward. Wow. Wait, what was the second film that he made? I think with it was him? that summer, the summer one. Uh, it was like summer. Summer. <laughs> All I'm saying is the word summer. Summer breeze. <laughs> It makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, feel fine. <laughs> feel fine. I don't know lyrics, but <laughs> yeah, what was it? It's like summer beach. Is on on the beach. Summer summer beach. Summer beach. I have no idea. I've never beach heard of summer, this. Summer day day. Summer day beach. Beach um, on the summer day. That's five hundred days of summer. Nope. That no, that's is definitely not completely it. Completely <laughs> different with Zoe Deschanel. That's uh yeah Zoe Deschanel and, and uh, your boy. My boy, whose name uh, I can't think of right now. <laughs> it's three three words. It's three. I know it's three. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Damn yeah. it. One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer. There we go. Yeah. I never saw that. Yeah. I think it's the same Did director. I? And I'm pretty sure that's the story behind oh, it. Oh, yeah. Savage Steve Holland. There you go. Savage Steve Holland. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I saw this movie. So it's, did you see that? I did see it. It's not great. So you wouldn't recommend it? I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, but yeah, anyway, Better Off Dead. Anyways, Great that was movie. an aside. <laughs> that was a real aside. Um, do you think John Cusack is someone who's like kind of a jerk in real life? I don't know much about him. I would. But I could s- sort of see him being like one of those actors who's like, Possibly, sort of, but he's sort such of a great actor life. and I love him in so many movies that I'm I just, like, I, lo- I don't really so care do if he's a jerk. That's like I, what, that's like I how I feel a, about a lot of the actors that are like great like if they're jerks in real life like i don't really care yeah like i kind of want them to be mm, yeah. the best on okay. screen you know that's why you like tom cruise exactly see i feel differently i, feel I know differently i know you that. you like your actors to be like your buddies too but like for me i don't really need to hang out with them i just yeah. want to watch them on the silver screen do their thing i mean i think there's <laughs> a i think there's a difference like you could be kind of a jerk but if you do some if you do a couple of things that are like really terrible then i'm like okay now you're done you know like mm, yeah. i don't need to watch your movies anymore uh, but if you're just kind of yeah. like not the friendliest person or something it's also tough because like in this country we just like put these people these entertainers who are just doing a job yep. on these crazy pedestals right and we take away all the privacy in their lives mm-hmm it's nuts. So I also can't like I'm someone who who I'm I'm an open book, but I also like my privacy. Like when I'm at home, I just want to like do my own thing. I don't want people making too much noise or like whatever, like messing with <laughs> my like, shut up, David. Me- messing with stop my- <laughs> yelling about Cthulhu in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like I don't like crazy loud neighbors or people just like coming no, over my house not. unannounced. You know, like I like yeah. I, I like am to the same just way. I yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah. But so like I can't imagine being a celebrity and like people just don't think that they deserve privacy. Like, yeah, you know, it's just like it's sh- really shitty. So I oh, could see it's gotta myself be... being a kind of a jerk. 
It's got to be such a hard existence. Of course, I've never been a celebrity, but the closest thing I've come to being a celebrity <laughs> is when I worked in the news. And, yeah. you know, uh, even though it was local news, it, it was in a, you know, smallish city, but mm-hmm. people know you as the news. And when you're walking around with a big giant camera on your shoulder, you get a lot of attention. And that yeah. attention became very annoying very quickly you know some days it was kind of cool like they'd let you in doors or like um or like behind certain you know ropes and things like you 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 could get in places with just this camera and microphone that you normally wouldn't you know i'd get free meals and stuff but then you get a lot of people who just come up and just start talking at you and yelling yeah, at you you're and, like okay and demanding things and wanting to be which on is TV also the opposite and, side of right being a celebrity right. and <laughs> telling now you're the cameraman right and now they're telling you how to do your job and what you know the story that they saw last night and they hated it and you know like what we really should be covering and like it just and here I am just 22 year old little patty bow with a <laughs> giant camera on my shoulder yeah just trying to figure out how to get things in focus <laughs> and live your life <laughs> live my life yeah off i mean of $14 I, I don't think hour. it's an excuse to be a jerk to people but yeah. i can also i can understand the frustration like dax shepherd says a lot on his podcast that the you know like he's been embarrassed by by how he will rage in public when oh, people yeah. try to take pictures of his kids right but i feel like he's totally justified sure you know i mean i think there's a line like i don't know that he has to punch someone but like you know yeah At a certain point, if they keep pushing, you know, to take photos of his kids, like, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to think about. And Mm -hmm. so I can understand people being kind of jerks. But if you're like flat out, you know, I don't know, a bad person or racist or something like that, then like you don't deserve to uh, get your movies watched, I think. Yeah. That's how I feel. Hmm. But it does make me kind of sad that John Cusack sort of condemned that movie because i love it so much and i wanted to i, <laughs> I wanted know if to he think still of him. feel i don't know if he still feels that way about the movie but at yeah. the time when he made it he did not like it and i, I mean think, i can understand if you think go into a movie thinking it's something completely right. different like if you're you sold something else and then all yeah. of a sudden it's something different like i, think I can he thought it was going to be a complete that. failure and you know i think it became kind of a cult hit so. oh yeah for sure Again, it's, don't know how he feels about it now. So he I, might I'm love just it. gonna hope that he loves it now because I really want to imagine him making that movie yeah. and being silly. Right, it's such it's a great just movie. So silly. Two dollars. <laughs> Two dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're never gonna get through this episode. Okay. Nope. Anyway, well, hey, this is episode forty-two. Forty-two. We're going on it's a gonna hiatus. be. Yeah. This one's gonna be like the it's Titanic episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're going to talk Titanic, too. Yeah. Just kidding. Leo DiCaprio. Come on. Mm. So Harmony says, Cordy, you rain. So, you know, kind of looks like Cordy's uh, back on top, you know? Yeah. And then Ethan Rain pops out and he's like, did somebody call? <gasps> Crossover. <laughs> um, no, so... it's Ethan Rom. Ethan Rain's in the Buffy. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Get him confused. <laughs> Ethan Rain is Buffy. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, then we cut to the bell ringing in a half-empty class, and everyone rushes out, including the teacher, who says, uh, "Don't forget, tomorrow we have our monthly memorial, so there's uh, no class." And he kind of rushes out, and Cordelia <laughs> Harmony and the Cordettes Harmonettes yeah, sure um, are the last in the classroom, and we're gonna we're gonna do some lines here, Pat. Oh, fun. So, do you want to be Cordelia, or do you want to be Harmony? Harmony's the mean girl, right? Yeah. But she's nice in this alternate universe. Um, I'll be Harmony. Okay. Okay. So I'll be Cordelia and I'll be the Cordette. All right. So um, Cordelia says, what's the rush? Oh, you know, my mom hates it when I'm late. Since when? Aren't we going out tonight? Curfew, Curfew starts. starts. Okay. Are you going to be the Cordette or am I going to be? <laughs> you be the Cordette. I'll be the Cordette. Okay. Curfew starts so- in an hour. Curfew? Come on. I'm in a really good mood. Let's go to the bronze. And Harmony and her friends all stop and look at Cordelia like she's crazy. Is that a joke? Oh, the bronze isn't cool in this reality. I've got to make these little adjustments. Cordy, what's with you? I mean, you wear this come bite me outfit. You make jokes about the bronze and you're acting a little schizo. You're right. I just, well, I bumped my head yesterday and I keep forgetting stuff. Not that I care, but Xander Harris, he's miserable, right? And that willow freak he hangs with? Not even a blip on the radar screen, right? Well, yeah. They're dead. Oh, shit. Oh, that's the kind of reality we're in. That's the kind of reality we're in. Wacky Wednesday. (laughs) Yep. That's today, all right. (laughs) So we cut to the parking lot where Cordelia parked her car that morning, but um, there are no cars there. No cars at all. Blowing in the wind like tumbleweed across a vast desert. I liked this shot. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, it's great shot. Lots great of leaves. Shot. <laughs> Felt very Halloweeny. You yeah, know? you liked gotta it. you gotta make that blog. Great shot. Great shot. <laughs> Cordelia stops a janitor to ask where her car is, and he says, "You students aren't allowed to drive, and you know it." And he tells her to get in before the sun sets, and then he rushes rushes off. And then we cut to Cordelia walking downtown, which looks even sketchier than it did before, which is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, sirens are blaring in the background and a woman is screaming in the distance. Yikes. And then suddenly Xander steps in front of her. Oh, Xander. I thought he was dead. What's happening? Wearing here? a white T-shirt oh, and leather minute. pants. Wait a minute. And leather jacket. Oh, I know where this is going. Hot mama, pet. Hot mama. Hot chihuahua. Hot Chihuahua. <laughs> Cordelia is surprised to see him because yeah. she thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. And the, she tells him that Harmony told her that she he was dead and they need to find Buffy so that she can save them. And he says, Buffy, the Slayer? Cordelia's like, yeah. Like, who do you think I'm talking about? And she's frustrated that, that, she does, that Xander doesn't know. And then Willow oh. says bored now and then we get another great <laughs> low angle shot of a red tilt up. red light cast mm-hmm. over leather boots then we tilt up leather pants tight right. long sleeved leather top with a sweetheart neckline trimmed in red lace dark her vamp lips willow. are crimson red and she's yeah. got dark eye shadow mm-hmm. very on willow and very va va voom <laughs> Vava vamp. Vava vamp. <laughs> yeah. And she says, 
this is the part that's less fun when there isn't any screaming. Mm, I like how she's still got willowisms, though, even though she's a dark vamp version. Like, she's not a completely different character. She's still Willow. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just uh, the Damp dark Willow. version of Willow. Yeah. yeah. Still I her like personality. It. She's just authentic. turned up and evil. Turned up and fanged out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she and Xander look at each other all googly-eyed, very Spike and Drusilla. True. Of this reality. Yeah. And Cordelia can't believe they're still together. I know. Xander vamps out, Cordelia runs, Willow and Xander go in for some French kissies, and oh, then they very, yeah, big very, nasty kiss. Very tonguey. <laughs> very tonguey. <laughs> and wow. they chase after Cordy. Xander yeah. knocks her down, and then a van squeals into the scene. <laughs> yes. Xander says, oh, swell, it's the White Hats. Here we go. And out jumps Giles with a cross, and cross. Larry and some rando girl... With oh, it's Larry again. I never recognized Larry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he, he just hasn't made an impression on you like Jonathan has. Yeah, he's just too he's too normy looking. Like there's there's no defining characteristics for me other than him being tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have Oz at the wheel holding a crossbow. So right. Larry and the girl lift Cordy into the van and then speed off. And then in the library, they've got Cordy laid out on a table, and Giles says that her pulse is strong. And we cut to the bronze where some crazy electronic music is playing. Yeah, this scene's it's awesome. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm there, Sammy Joe. Where's Thank my glow you. stick? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's in that pile of stuff you got back there. Uh, maybe. Keep that beat going. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, you want to get a drink? Oh, man. <laughs> Feels like I'm there. <laughs> no, it's like it's like dark electronica right. music of pain. Yeah. Um house thumping. House thumping. Uh yeah, so there's vamps roaming around, feeding freely, and yeah. Xander and Willow walk with their arms around each Vamp other. Club. They're it's a lot like, like Blade. You got to see Blade, Sam. I Joe. know. I don't know how I haven't seen Blade. I'll, I'll watch Blade. that during our break, okay? They just remastered it. It looks great. All right. I'll mm-hmm. watch that during our break. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So they enter the bronze, and there's even more vamps, and there are humans in cages. Yeah. One is tied to a, the pool table, and we mm-hmm. can hear screaming. Willow and Xander step behind a red velvet curtain where the master sits the on a master. throne. He's back. This guy. He's, yeah, and he seen still this. has mega fruit punch mouth. I was going to say, still Big got time. that fruit punch mouth. And I can't look away from it. It's like, I know. Bleh. It's like, so, yeah, I don't it's like, like it. It's like smeared clown makeup. Uh, I, I guess don't it's like not that it. bad, but it's, it's disturbing. It's so disturbing. I, don't I agree. Like it. Just not unsettling. Yeah. And that's great. Unsettling. Yeah. They did a great job with that makeup, you know? It's very effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So with Buffy having never come to Sunnydale, he was able to rise to power unstopped and turn this town into a vamp playground, Pat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they're, so they've he, taken over. Yeah. He offers them the girl that he was feeding on because he's creeped out by the fact that she keeps looking at him. Uh, feeding. And he tosses her to Willow, who feeds greedily. Oh, yeah. Mommy thirsty. <laughs> no, don't mommy thirsty me. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Pat. <laughs> oh, man. Taste my own medicine. <laughs> Taste your own blood medicine. Oh, gross. Disgusting. <laughs> 
Uh, Xander tells Cordelia, or Xander tells the master about Cordelia being rescued by that wanna slay librarian, yeah, and that hey, she kept mentioning you the Slayer. Watch your mouth when you're talking about the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> the master chides them for not killing her because he's got some grand plans to begin operation in a plant in less than 24 hours. Not sure what that is quite yet. Nope. And the master says, you will find this girl. You will kill her before she contacts the slayer or I'll see you two kissing daylight. Then we cut to the library. (sighs) Cordy wakes up and tells Giles she made a wish and that he needs to get Buffy. She's like trying to tell him what's going on. She says Buffy changes it and she asks him why he's here as her watcher, but Buffy isn't and Giles is shocked that she knows that he's a watcher because he's never told anyone. They hear a noise and Giles grabs weapons from his cage, but Willow arrives and locks him in the cage while Xander grabs Cordy. So much use this cage is getting. (laughs) Yeah, always with the cage. (laughs) (laughs) And Xander says, so you're a watcher, huh? Watch this. Mm. And together they feed on Cordelia. Kind of like a vamp version of a Lady and the Tramp spaghetti scene, if you will. Yeah, I guess it's very so. Sweet. I guess you're right. Yeah, I was thinking like, boy, this is like very intimate. They're both feeding on this other girl who in this alternate uh, reality is uh, Xander's girlfriend or was, I guess. So Wait, I was like- the, No, he said that she was an old crush. Oh, she's an old crush. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, the previous, yeah. So anyways, you know what I'm saying- but what oh, I thought, in the real reality, in actual yeah. reality, yes. Yeah, but I was like, it's quite a scene to see these two feeding on her menage twilight, am I right? <laughs> what? I don't know, twilights, <laughs> vampires, look, all right? Menage we haven't, twilight. We haven't had a lot of puns lately, all right? I'm okay. bringing it back. Well, let me tell you this, okay? Mm-hmm. If they were feeding on Buffy, it would yeah. be a Buffy buffet. Yeah. Buffet? Right. It would be a buffet? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's probably about as good as Menage <laughs> Twilight. Gonna... Oh, okay, easy. <laughs> they drop her bloodless, lifeless body to the floor and leave. Jeez. Willow tossing the cage key on her way out. Yeah, like a bag of day-old potato <laughs> chips. Potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> Giles. Uh, so we get a commercial break, and then Giles swings an axe into the library cage door and finally gets free as Larry and Oz enter the library, telling Giles that they were hit right outside and that Nancy, I guess the rando girl's name is Nancy, is dead. Yeah. Giles asks them to take Cordy to the incinerator, and he notices that her neck he notices her necklace and he takes it off before the boys carry her body away. At the bronze, the master sips on a piping hot cup of blood espresso. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> As Willow and Xander tell him the deed is done. And uh, Willow asks if she can play with the puppy, and oh. the master hands her keys. Yikes, this gets weird. Yeah. In the library, Giles has books in front of him on a desk as he's on the phone pleading with Buffy's watcher to see her. Uh, So apparently he's not Buffy's watcher. No. uh, In this reality. And it doesn't sound like this other watcher really sees Buffy that much. Let me just say, Giles in this dimension, he's like uh, slicked back a little bit, you know? Yeah, not quite ripper slipped back. Less less tweed. Yeah, but he's got like a sweater on. Yeah, he doesn't have button-ups. Less with the glasses. Like he still has the glasses, but he takes them off a lot. 
so he doesn't need them as much, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's uh, it's an interesting version of yeah. Giles. I enjoyed like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Another uh, flavor, you know? Like he's given up mm-hmm. a little bit. Not so much yeah. that he's given up, but he's just like doesn't well, feel the it, need to dress up nicely exactly. all the time. I think this dimension is a little more casual at the school considering all the death and mayhem that's around. Yeah. He's like, I don't it's need like, to wear the tweets. They're just kind of like, hey, if you week. get here... If you get here, that's success. <laughs> You're already winning as the best you know? librarian in Sunnydale, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frustrated, he tells the Watcher to give Buffy the message, and he hangs up. And then we cut to jail cells in the basement of the bronze, and we get, oh, you know, Willow saying, bored now, again. <laughs> again. So this becomes her uh, her catchphrase here. Her catchphrase, yeah. <laughs> she walks over to a wall of whips and chains and other torture <laughs> oh, instruments. and um crazy. As she talks to a chained up man who appears to be sleeping in the cell. I knew she who takes this man a, was right away. Yeah. She takes a pair of iron shears and clinks it along the bars of the cell, unlocks the cage door and straddles the man, oh, picking man. up his head to reveal that it's Angel. It's Angel. Yeah. And he's not Angelus. He's good Angel. Right. Mm-hmm. She licks his face. Oh my and then t- goodness, Sammy Joe! <laughs> I know that probably made you cringe. Well, no, I just pictured you as just a young, <laughs> young as a youngin watching this, being like, "What's gonna happen next?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I would never let my 11 year old daughter watch this. I know. I feel like the ghost of Christmas past thinking about it. I'm like, don't watch it, Sammy Joe. Stop. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's going to mess your brain up. But you can't hear me because I'm the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> it's yelling into the ether. Uh, but it's me. Would you change anything about me, Pat? I, uh, well. Okay. You know what? Don't answer that question. All right. <laughs> um, well, you know, you can take it up with my dad at the wedding. Like, listen here, Mike. I got like, I <laughs> hey, talked Mike, to you about you might actually how appropriate watch this it show, was all right? for Sammy to be watching this show. You okay? might want to watch this show. All right. There's <laughs> girls in leather licking faces of chained up men. <laughs> Come on, Let Mike. Let your daughter watch this filth. <laughs> oh god beautiful Mm -hmm. now she's marrying a guy who loves cthulhu okay where did you think this was gonna go what did you think was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) oh so yeah anyway she (laughs) licks his face and she tells him the plant is opening today she says all those people you tried to save it's gonna be quick for them not for you though it's going to be slow for you. Oh, she geez. flips him over onto his back and oh, straddles boy. his stomach. Oh, boy. She says, that's right, puppy. puppy. Willow's going to make you bark. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. That's a lot. I would say that's a, that is a sight better than tell me about it, stud. This is the yeah. 90s version of tell me about it, stud. Okay, no, Things, are, is, things are turned is... up. This is the dark uh, Back to the Future 2 alternate reality version <laughs> where Biff is like the Donald Trump, you know? Yeah. Remember that part? Back I do to the remember Future that two? part. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> That's like that version. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. <laughs> so she rips open his shirt to reveal some deep, 
bloody wounds Jeez, on his chest. What the heck and are then, they doing to this guy? I know. Well, we're going to find out in a second because oh, behind boy. her, Xander lights a match and tosses it onto Angel's chest. My gosh. Poor Angel. Do you, so did you start to feel bad for him here? Because no. like, you've been pretty down on Angel, so no. you didn't feel bad for him here? No, I feel bad that this is a disgusting portrayal of non-human people behavior <laughs> i was okay. gonna say you know humans do it but they're not human they're just no right they're undead yeah but no angel's been uh i don't know it's complicated with me and angel <laughs> okay all right <laughs> all right we won't get into it then yeah xander tosses willow the box of mass matches and willow lights it um willow i <laughs> wrote lights on and we hear Light angel on. scream tongue free tongue free <laughs> oh t- i thought you said tongue free <laughs> oh tongue free well tongue free too yeah t- she's got that going on, the on. Cheek. yikes <laughs> uh we hear angel scream as as the scene fades to black then in the library with uh larry and oz giles finds a match match for the necklace cordy was wearing because they just had matches in the scene before and giles finds a match for the necklace that cordy was wearing he finds a match for it. He finds a description that matches. Oh, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Lit. I got it. First try. All right. It's hard, I know. What? Uh, so he <laughs> says it's the symbol of Anyanka, who he Anyanka. describes. Anyanka. Yeah. Anyang. Anyang. Uh, whom he describes as a sort of patron saint of scorned women who grants Ooh. witches. Oh. Wishes, not witches. <laughs> not witches. He tells them what Cordy said about the world being better before... Yeah. Um, and that Buffy was supposed to be there. And then he heads home to research more about Anyanka. On his way home, he sees people being herded into a van by vamps. And it's a Sunnydale recycling van, which I don't know why, but I found that really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are they recycling humans into vampires? Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, it made me chuckle that this was a Sunnydale recycling van. They could just call it the vant. The, sorry, the vant. The vamped. I can't say van- it. Vamped. 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 Van. Vamp van. Vant vamp vamp. Never mind. Continue on. Okay. Proceed, counselor. Okay. He gets out with his cross and stake to hold the vamps off and free the civilians. And then he's hit by the van door and held by vamps. Held down by vamps. Uh, Just as things are not looking great for our Giles, Pat, some cargo pants legs come kicking in. Oh, yeah. Fighting and staking the vamps. Mm -hmm. Giles looks up. This is my kind another, of entrance. I, I know. We get another great camera tilt. So many <laughs> camera tilts in this yeah. mm-hmm. reveal. I like how you point them out now. I love it. I know. Thank yeah. you for, for enlightening me. You're welcome. Uh, so we reveal a mean, hardened-looking Buffy clad in cargo pants, a gray like cargo shirt, pants. leather mm-hmm. jacket with a scar on her mouth. Yeah. I think this Day- is a great style of the 90s. Yeah. I well, so she's more. like, she's not a, she's not like stylist, so she doesn't really care about style. Scenes. I thought she looked a lot like I got faith. She's vibes. Ca- she cares about function. Oh, that's thought, interesting that you I say that. I thought she was like faith the yeah. whole time. Hmm. Yeah, I was like cool. very faith-ish. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Dave, where I was watching the scene, well, Dave was watching with me, obviously, and he said she might be slaying vamps, but she is not slaying that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and his style guide. <laughs> like, oh boy. Dave should start his own podcast where he just talks about, well, never mind. That's what we do here. <laughs> right. We, we always talk about style. We'll just bring him on to talk about style. Yeah. 
Um, and she says, want to tell me what I'm doing here? Very Huffy Buffy we got. Huffy okay. Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Giles' apartment, Buffy is looking bored while Giles is looking for more information on Anyanka. And he reads from a book, in order to defeat Anyanka, one must destroy her power center. This should reverse all the wishes she's granted, rendering her mortal and powerless again. And then to Buffy, he says, you see, without her power center, she'd just be an ordinary woman again. And all this would be, well, different. And Buffy just like doesn't react to him. So he says, well, I'd say that my watcher muscles haven't completely atrophied after all. Like he's like yeah, looking for a right. little like, hello. Hello. You know? I did a little something, something. Hmm? I'll take some thanks. Be impressed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they uh, don't know what her power center is. So Buffy suggests a stake through the heart. Because she says, it. you'd be surprised how many things that will kill. <laughs> That's so true. But Giles says that he doesn't want to kill her. He wants to reverse the effects that she had on this world. Reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Red Sox. I have. I have. Yeah, I know. I have do lines <laughs> here, but I don't think I actually want to. Okay. I don't know that we need to. Let me just double check. All right. Sorry. Yeah. So I want to do some lines here. All right. All right. So will you be Giles? I'll be Buffy. Okay. I'm going to try to dial him in. All right. Dial him in. All right. Put on my tweet and I'm there. You're taking an awful lot on faith here, Jeeves. Giles. Kill the bad fairy, destroy the bad fairy's power center, whatever. And all the troubles go away? Yeah, well, I'm sure it's not that simple, but... World is what it is. We fight, we die. Wishing doesn't change that. I have to believe in a better world. Go ahead. I have to live in this one. So then Giles mentions the master, and Buffy decides that she's going to make herself useful while she's in Sunnydale and take him out. She's not listening to Giles's warnings. Take him out? Like for a night on the town? Yeah. Get some fro-yo? Yeah, some fruit punch. Some fruit punch mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Buffy strolling around the bronze, but no one's there except for Angel in a cage, yeah. who knows her name, yeah. much to her surprise. He do tells you think, her, uh, sorry, do you think David Boreanaz got really sick of being chained up and in cages for this whole season? I don't know. Maybe he liked it. He's like, all you care about is me chained up with shackles or in a cage or with my shirt off and leather pants. Well, like I told you, he did walk around set naked sometimes. Okay, so he did like it. So I think he liked it. All right. That'd be my guess. But hey, David Boreanaz, if you want to come on the podcast and talk to us about it, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Come on, David. And also how you feel that that prank would uh, go over today no, no, in a no, post-Me Too world. No, no, no. That's not how you do gotcha journalism. Okay, Sammy <laughs> Joe, you got to wait till gotcha. they're on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Maybe That's I do. That's good journalism. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to be a good journalist okay. if I if I am being one. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Angel's in a cage. She knows Buffy's name. She doesn't know how she knows his name. He knows her name. He tells her he was supposed to help her to fulfill his destiny. And she's like, whatever. I don't care. And then he tells her that he can take her to the factory where the master is. And she busts into the cage to let him out. And as she leans down to free him from his chains, her cross dangles in his face and he shrinks back. Ah, ah, yeah, I don't like it. And Just as beat like up that. as uh, Angel is looking right now, that hair poof is looking perfect. Yeah. Yeah. After as all that. As long as the hair is good. 
Right. After all that rough and tumble, that hair is still standing perfect. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like about to give up when she, he shows her what has been done to him in the master's care to mm-hmm. convince her that he wants the master dead. Then yeah. we cut to the factory where a bunch of vamps are gathered. Humans are in a big wooden cage and uh, the master is holding court on a stage in front of a interesting looking machine. He's yammering on about how awesome he is and how he's bringing the human concept of mass production to the vampire world. And then back in his apartment, Giles is throwing some herbs in a smoldering goblet because they love to do that on Buffy. And he's oh, reciting yeah. the Throw ritual. a little sage, a little yeah. cumin. <laughs> a little cumin. <laughs> he recites the ritual to summon Anyanka. She appears in the shadows of his apartment. This I thought was kind of a cool yeah, scene. Yeah, it was she cool. She appears in the shadows and, she and then emerges. starts walking into the light and spooks yeah, him. I like it. Yeah. It's cool. And then she says, do you have any idea what I do to a man who uses that spell to summon me? Yeah. Hey, Anyaka, all right, we summon you. Just be happy to have a job, all right? Job security, you all know, right? Just be happy. People are always going to be angry at men, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> In the factory, the vamps open the cage to get one of the humans, and they bring out one of the harmonettes, cordettes, mean girls, whatever we decided to call them. Sure. She struggles and yells, but they shock her with a cattle prod, a bolt of lightning. A bolt of lightning. <laughs> she goes limp. <laughs> it's funny because I watched that scene and I'm like, he definitely doesn't do it that high. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I don't know why I do it that high. <laughs> but I love it. It's great. So we're going to, like, I Doc feel like Brown. every time we say it, it's going to be higher. Yeah. It's a bolt of lightning. Yikes. Can't hit that register. <laughs> uh, so she's placed on a long stainless steel pan, kind of like the ones you use for autopsies and yeah. the machine's conveyor belt. Um, oh, yeah. On this top of the machine's conveyor belt. This and the weird. master says, she's still alive, you see, for the freshness. That's gross. <laughs> hey, she moves along guy. the conveyor belt and uh, stops at the blood draining station. Ugh. Yeah, I, know. I was like, <laughs> as I'm watching, I'm like, man, I wonder how Pat's doing with this Not scene. doing well. Not doing well. <laughs> Not but doing I did well. like the music in the scene. Very big, bombastic, yeah. dark. Good, good music in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So on either side of her are four arms that extend over her, uh, and each of them have a large needle on the end. They plunge into her body and begin to suck the blood from it. It's very gross. Trigger warning, I guess. Mm -hmm. Gross warning. Yeah. Too late. At one end of the contraption is a tap for sampling the blood. Gross. And a wine glass is filled for the master to taste. Yeah. Okay. At this point, this episode should be rated NC NC seventeen. All right. Yeah. With okay. all the and I'm BDSM. watching this as an eleven year old child. I can't believe eleven it's year old Joe. impressionable youth. I can't believe this is what happened when my nana died. You know, things just went downhill in my house. Right. Also, I blame the WB. I mean, come on, WB. Mm. What are we doing? But it's here? the '90s, you know, which isn't too far after yeah. the '80s. When right, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> when uh, what's the the Indiana Jones movie that we watched that was rated PG thirteen? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Okay. That movie is crazy. Yeah. And everybody's face starts melting off at the end. Yeah. So Snakes, I feel like we've spiders. just gotten softer. Okay. Oh uh, well. Yeah, you're right. We're a little more hardcore back then. Yeah, you like in the eighties and the nineties. You, like, you like the hardcore? 
Yeah, well, this was nothing to me, Pat. I had already watched a bunch <laughs> of like Stephen King movies. <gasps> yeah, this was nothing. nothing. This is like bedtime like, stories. <laughs> it's a little little Sammy <laughs> Joe. So funny. And to me now, it's still disturbing. I'm like, oh, I can't watch. Shield your eyes. <laughs> and but you as look. 11, you're like, uh, what is uh, this? What? Uh, I'm kind of yeah. thirsty for some fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, right. In the cage, Larry and Oz watch this with disbelief while at the back of the factory buffy and angel sneak in buffy hands angel a steak and tells him not to fall on it and uh <laughs> as the master toasts to the future buffy fires a crossbow bolt at him but he moves xander in front of him to take it there you go. Um, but it hits xander in the shoulder so he's not dusted yeah and then fights break out willow sees angel opening the cage to free the humans and she says uh-oh puppy got out Oh, and Oz boy. breaks off puppy. a piece. <laughs> Oz breaks off a piece of the wooden cage to use as a stake and Break joins me the off fray. A piece of that wooden cage. cage. <laughs> I was thinking that too, and I'm like, I don't know why I couldn't make it work because now I want that Kit works Kats. perfectly, and that's exactly what I wrote. Candy bars. Break me off a piece of that, that wooden, wooden cage. cage. Uh, so he joins the fray. Xander and Willow jump down from the stage, and they join in the fighting. And then in Giles' apartment, Giles asks Anyanka what Cordy wished for. And she said, I had no idea her wish would be so exciting. <laughs> you do Brave new world. I hope she likes it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Dial her in. We cut like to it. the factory for more fighting. Then back at Giles's apartment, Giles tells Anyanka to change it back. And he tells her, he's not afraid of her. Your only power lies in the wishing. But Anyanka grabs his neck. And says, wrong. And she lifts him, <laughs> slams him against the wall. So she's got more yeah. power than just the wishing. Sure. All right. Um, back All at right. the factory, Willow and Buffy are fighting now. Um, but Buffy knocks her to the ground and spins around to fight Xander. She knocks him down and moves on. But Xander gets back up, unseen by Buffy. Angel does see him, though, and swoops in to defend her. But Xander puts the crossbow bolt in Angel's heart. Dusts, dusts him. him and i'm like angel finally. calls out to buffy and then explodes into dust and she just <laughs> walks through him heartlessly like he's any other yeah. dead vampire how many times are we going to see angel die in this series mm. i don't know i'm going to give it like a baker's dozen <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can make a prediction about that yeah maybe we cut back to Giles's apartment um, where Anyanka is still choking Giles. And she says, this is the real world now. This is the world we made. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I just like your Anyanka. You Thank get really you. into it. I yeah. do. <laughs> and then we cut back to the factory where we get a slow-mo of slow -mo. Buffy and Xander fighting their way towards each other. Oh, yeah. It's like she operatic choir music. I know it's really yeah. great. She it's dusts cool. him Everyone like a dusted. bag of day-old potato, potato chips, chips and moves on. Poof. Larry grabs Willow and then Oz helps and then Larry moves on and Oz pushes Willow back into a broken piece of wood from the cage and she explodes into Everybody dust. Everybody getting dusted. So sad though to watch Oz dust Willow. Yeah, do you have do you have any feelings about that? Uh, no, I'm just like, whatever, it. just dust everybody. This is like one of those wacky Wednesday, you know, bizarro world episodes. Like, let's just go crazy. Wacky Wednesday, freaky Friday. Yeah, just go go nuts. Do whatever because everything's going to get reset anyways. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah. Master finally comes down from the stage and he and Buffy fight their way towards each other, all still in slow-mo. Then we cut to Giles, who rips the now glowing necklace from Anyanka's neck, which causes her to let go of him. And then he backhand punches her in the face, sending her across the room. Oh, my goodness. He lays the amulet on his desk, grabs a paperweight to smash it, and she says, You trusting fool! How do you know the other world is any better than this? Giles says, Because it has to be. And then we cut back to to the factory. The master backhand punches Buffy. A lot of backhand punching going on here. Yeah. Momentarily stunning her, and then he grabs her and pulls her to him. As we cut back and forth between the factory and uh, Giles' apartment, Giles swinging his arm down to smash the amulet and the master snapping Buffy's neck. Buffy goes down, and we fade to white. Then to Cordelia in the quad at Sunnydale High saying, I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. And Anya turns back to face Cordelia, um, but her face is totally normal. And she says, done. But this time nothing happens. Yeah. And do you notice anything missing? Amulet. Right. She's not wearing it. Neither is Cordy. It wasn't Anya. Wasn't Anya. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Um, Cordelia says, that would be so cool. No, wait. I wish Buffy Summers had never been born. And Anya says, done. But still, nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Cordelia says, and I wish that Xander Harris never again knows the touch of a woman. And she smiles and starts to like walk away. And that Willow wakes up tomorrow covered in monkey hair. Oh, and Anya boy. tries again, says, done. And the camera follows Cordelia past where the gang is sitting as she continues. In fact, I wish all men except maybe the dumb and the really agreeable kind. And Giles walks past the group and like points out his watch. Um... And they all just kind of smile at him and nod. And Cordelia keeps going, disappear off the face of the earth. That would be so cool. Or maybe, and she just like keeps talking and walking. And the camera pulls in on Xander, Buffy, and Willow, smiling and talking cheerfully amongst themselves. Silly times. Silly times. And that's the What do you think? Any final thoughts? Yeah, no. I I mean, I'm kind of conflicted on episodes like this because... On one hand, I love it because there's so much cool stuff happening, and I love the dark turns with Willow and Xander and being so cool. I love all that. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. You know, it's Twilight Zone episode. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, it's like once you once you start going so crazy and you know that it's just going to all reset, it's like, isn't it kind of a waste of time? It's like, a, you know what it is? It's kind of like a, um, what do you call it? Like a fan fiction sort of thing where it's mm. like you just like, I, I would really love to see them become dark and stuff. I know, but like that's the thing is because if that never happened, you'd be upset yeah. about it, right? Like you made this prediction in in season one, episode six. Episode right. six of this podcast, you made a prediction that everybody's going to go dark. Yeah. If you never saw Willow, a vampire, like this dark version of Willow, wouldn't right. you be kind of sad about that? I would be, but this is what I want. I think this Willow is- This is too far for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I want Willow as the dark version vampire, but I want it in the real world dimension, not in a, you know, alternate dimension. I want it to happen in the real world where she goes like a full season as Dark Willow. Okay? And okay. then when she actually comes back, you know, just like they did with Angel. That was awesome. Mhm. You know, he went full dark after being just a little sweet puppy dog for so long. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he went so dark. So it's kind of fun to see him yeah. be like really crazy. I like these And other people swings. react to them. 
Yeah. Rather exactly. than like, so like you're saying, because everything was so dark. Everything was you dark. You couldn't just focus on Willow. Well, I just liked it. But at a certain point, you, you get, you, you realize as soon as they start getting dusted and stuff, you're like, okay, we're going to be out of this at the end of the episode. This is yeah. going to reset. So yeah. they can't kill everybody in one episode. This is in Game of Thrones. Right. So. I yeah. mean, they did kill Jenny. They which did. Which you were that surprised awesome. about. Yeah. And they killed Flutie and never brought him back. That was amazing. When they ate Flutie. <laughs> yeah. Flutie flakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I love this episode. It's definitely very dark. But it is. to me, I think it's Of course it's really you f- love it. 11-year-old you got an education <laughs> watching this. I mean, this. it's not... <laughs> yeah. It's not my, uh, my favorite episode, but it's fun to see Willow be dark. Like Xander, we've already seen darks and like... Xander's like, you know, he's passive pervy, so he's already kind of like, yeah. all right. Sometimes, we saw him as you know, a soldier a once. That was kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah. like Willow, we haven't seen dark, so it's right. fun to see her dark. Uh, and it's also fun to imagine, A, that a vengeful demon that grants the wishes of scorned women exists. Like, mm-hmm. that's a cool concept, right? Sure. Can get behind that. It's fun, B, to see, to think about like the wishes that I might make about yeah. the men who have scorned me. Oh boy, I can and only see imagine <laughs> the alternate realities that might exist from those wishes. I'm like, just picturing your journals and how hard you wrote with a ballpoint pen in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. I rip through pages. Oh jeez. <laughs> like, dad, I'm out of big ink again. <laughs> Pushing yeah, too so- hard. Speaking of like watching things after a breakup, (laughs) this could be kind of a cathartic thing to watch because not only is it like careful what you wish for sort of thing, yeah, but it's also just like, oh, okay, like this is a thought experiment that I could go through myself and I don't know. I don't know. Just kind of interesting. All right. Cool. All right. Want some trivia? Hit me your trivia. Joss Whedon ranked this as his sixth favorite of the entire series. Yeah. Um, in a featurette in the Buffy season seven DVDs. And it's notable for being the only one that he chose that was not at least partially written by him. Hmm. Um, Buffy's talk with Cordelia outside the bronze pretty much mirrors the talk that they had in when she was bad. So uh, season two, episode one, only in reverse roles. Yeah. Remember when Cordy followed Buffy out and was like, you got to right. spank your inner Moppet. That's right. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. Spank your so inner mop. This is just like a reverse of that. Right. Some viewers, including myself, I <laughs> thought that um I thought that Faith was like visible in the background of um the scene where uh Xander and Willow first walk into the bronze okay. being bitten by a vampire. Yeah. But it's actually not Eliza Dushku. She's just a background extra with a similar hairstyle. Oh, interesting. But it looked just like her. Hmm. It's yeah, it's kind of interesting. It was that was, that was the, the first time I noticed that, but yeah. The top that's worn by Allison Hannigan as Vampire Willow was reused as a costume in Bones, which also stars stars David Boreanaz. Oh. Would Did you, you notice anything different about the vampire dusting effect? Nope. So we it saw, now We saw skeleton? Yeah, exactly. It now ah. starts to feature the vampire skeleton. So Look it's getting that. getting better. They're starting to improve upon the yeah. dusting effect. 
Uh, this is the first mention of Cleveland, Ohio as another hell mouth and center of demon activity, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And in the alternate reality, as in the original, Buffy yep. is killed by the master, which is foretold in the Pergamum Codex. <laughs> the Pergamum, Pergamum Codex. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't know what that is. It's the book that Angel like brought to Giles, and right. Giles was like, "Oh no, this says that she's gonna die." Oh, okay. Um, it's like so, a farmer's almanac for vamps, right? <laughs> for <laughs> mystical <laughs> happenings. <laughs> Perfect um, analogy. Yeah. So basically, the prophecy is fulfilled in this alternate reality as well as the actual, okay, original reality. Cool. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's that's that. Wow. wow. What an episode. That's probably our longest, uh, probably not our longest. I don't know. But we went in depth on yeah, that one, huh? I know. Well, we Might also have had a few had a sides. sides. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do, huh? This is this is 42. This is this our- This is 42. This 42 is special. Special send-off special. So it's going to be 42 episode hours. 42. It's going to be 42 hours long. <laughs> We're not going to finish till we hit- Hour 42. With all of that, what do you say? I, I mean, do you doubt that I could talk about Buffy for 42 hours I straight? do not doubt, which is why I need to cut you off. Let's get <laughs> in to Lost. All right, this is Lost Season 2, Episode 15. This one is titled Maternity Leave. Air date was originally March 1st, 2006, written by Don Lambertson, Lambertson Kelly and Mark Ragianti, and directed Ooh. by Jack Bender. Haven't heard those names before. Mark So Rigatoni. different writers. <laughs> no, no Mar- Matt. Pasta. Not Mark, Matt oh. Ragianti. Okay, sorry. I did not say Rigatoni. Steve Scott, you know. Steve Scott, what are you going to do? All right, so prediction, Sammy Joe, what do you got? So I predicted that this backstory would be either Claire or Rousseau, knowing that the next episode, that this episode was called Maternity Leave. Uh-huh. So I just want to so put that out there. So you had a clue. You had a had clue. a pretty good clue. And actually, mm-hmm. I'm kind of right about both. Yeah, you're in right. In a way. That's true. Um, I also said that Saeed and Charlie are going to start trying to make an army now. Everybody's making armies up in here. Sure, might as well. And uh, I said that that guy, i.e. Henry Gale, is definitely one of the others. Definitely. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Great predictions. So this episode starts with baby Aaron crying and Claire is holding the baby and it's nighttime. Claire says, he's burning up and he's got a rash and I need to find Jack. And Locke says, he's waking up. He's like, he's uh, he, he's on shift at the hatch. Yeah. How and, is no one else waking up? Yeah. With the baby crying like with that? With the baby crying? I know. Every, everybody's going to wake up. They don't how have does, earplugs. How does everybody not want to like help Claire? Like Claire seems very much on her own. I know Charlie wants to help and yeah. Locke's semi-interested as a father Yeah, but figure. nobody else, I know. Son can help in a pinch, but Where's Rose? Just, where, I would imagine hey, Rose. Rose 100% would be there to help her. Yeah. She just seems very maternal. And I think Steve could step in too, you know, now that Scott's gone. Yeah. Then Steve can just step right in, you know? I don't Steve? know. Give him or something to Scott? do or is it is Scott? This... Scott or Steve die? 
Oh boy. I, I do remember. like that that's a running joke in the show too though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, the the baby's got a fever and so she's looking for Jack and then Locke stops And the clear. only cure. <laughs> the only cure is more Jackie Jack. More cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> so Locke stops Claire from going in the hatch in the middle of the night to find Jack, so Locke goes himself. Locke wakes Jack up in the middle of the night to tell him of the baby with the fever, and then back with the panicking Claire trying to cool down baby Aaron, who has this this fever, and like Aaron looks all kind of like red, like rashy red. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the worst. Baby crying, and when you know that your baby is sick, it's so hard. It's so hard to deal with. Because they can't tell you. You don't know. The right. doctors are going to say, eh, it's no big deal. Yep. And and you're just convinced that your baby's dying. It's the worst. It's and so And she hard. can't. It's not like she can go get a second opinion. Exactly. Although, She's got to go to Jack, the yeah. urchin care. Mm-hmm. Urchin care. <laughs> but then there's a rustling in the jungle behind her. And who pops out, Sammy Joe? Kate, finally. Somebody no, wrong. else. Wrong. You're wrong. Oh, what? Danielle Rousseau pops out. And she's always got the rifle slung over her shoulder. Wait, when does Kate pop out? Did Uh, that already happen? You just. No, she pops out a little later, I think. Okay. If not, then I passed over it, but I'm pretty sure it's later. (laughs) So, yeah, no, Rousseau pops out and she says she's got the rifle over her shoulder and she comes up to alarmed Claire and she says, he's infected, isn't he? And Claire's like, what? And she's like, your child, he's sick. She's like, get away. Get away from us. I can smell infection from miles (laughs) away. And Danielle says, you don't remember, do you? And then as Claire kind of like thinks to herself for a second, we get this crazy, scary montage of these very quick shots. They're like flashes of Claire's memory from when she was like abducted. It's like we see a crib with a plane mobile, a cold locker, opening up revealing vials and medicine and then someone knitting a little baby booty like a cute thing and a cap is being screwed on a canteen face of a young woman a needle just injecting some liquid crossover slow needle yeah a swab of alcohol being swiped across a belly Claire's belly and a long needle being inserted don't like needles okay as you're saying this now I'm more creeped out than yeah. when I was watching it because like well, you're it's slowing so it fast. down. Yeah, I was so creeped out and they do this a thousand times in this episode it felt yeah. like. Yeah, it was, they do. It was, uh, it was abrasive. It's like that uh, that movie in The Office. I forget yeah. what that guy's name is but the one that is um, the one that shows up later that's a like tall guy that dates Aaron. He's like oh, the tall, skinny yeah. guy that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. nerdy that dates Aaron. Name? And they, they have like a Halloween party or something. Oh, right. And he shows that like really disturbing <laughs> yeah. video. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah. ah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And then we, we see a quick scene of Danielle and Claire struggling together. And then we hear a voiceover saying, it's a vaccine. We don't want him to get sick. And then boom, we're out of this flashback sequence. Kate has arrived here we go okay now yes because i my my next note was oh good finally kate somebody you know (laughs) kate arrived and she shoos danielle away from claire she's like get out of here skit scram yeah scram (laughs) and then dan is like like, (sighs) yeah she like saunters back off into the into the jungle uh and then kate says to claire what happened what'd she say and claire says she said there's something wrong with him next scene 
Jack is visiting Claire and baby Aaron at Claire's tent. And Jack says, Claire, he's okay. It's probably Rosiola, which sounds like, uh, I don't know. It sounds like a wine or something. Yeah. <laughs> also, or, it made me think of Rose. And I was like, where are Rose and Bernard and Libby? Oh, yeah. Rosiola. She's a Rosiola. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been her name. Yeah. Yeah. He said, it's a typical virus that's common in children his age and the rash is a sign of it. And then Claire says, okay, well, what if it's not? What if he caught something really bad, like some kind of infection? And Jack says, infection? Where'd you get that idea? And then Kate enters, and she tells Jack that Rousseau was there, and he asks what Rousseau said. And Claire says, she said she knew he was sick, okay? That he's infected. And then Jack says, Claire, there's no infection. We've been on this island for two months, and no one's gotten sick. Rousseau's crazy. We're going to let the fever just run its course. It's going to be fine. Trust me. And then he said he's going back to the hatch, and he'll be back in a couple of hours to check on it. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. Jackie Jack needs his juicy juice. I'm going to hit that button. I'm going to sleep for 108 minutes straight. Okay? Thanks. Jack out. And then he walks off. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been cool. So next day, Kate and Claire approach Libby for her specialization as a clinical psychologist. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, here's Libby. (laughs) Yeah, here's Libby. And as Claire likes to call her, a shrink. Claire says, can you help people remember things? And Libby says, I guess it depends on what you need to remember. And then Kate, Libby, and Claire walk along the beach, and Claire explains what happened to her. Uh, Let's do some lines. What do you say there, Sam? Joe. Okay. Do you want to be Kate, Libby, or Claire? No, no, you tell me. All right, you be... I can be two or one. You be... You do a really good job with Claire, better than me. So maybe you should be Claire and I'll be Kate and Libby. All right, I'll try to be Claire. Okay? Okay. So it was a second week on the island. I was out in the jungle and I thought I was having the baby. Charlie was with me and there was this man, Ethan. We thought he was one... He was one of us from the plane, but he wasn't. So he took me. He took both of us. And I don't remember. I don't remember anything. When Jack and I found Charlie, he was hanging from a tree by his neck. And that was Kate. Yep. And Claire says, I have no idea what happened. And now I'm seeing these flashes of things. You know, I have amnesia. There's two weeks missing from my life. Libby says, Claire, I don't think you have amnesia. You know, sometimes when something terrible happens to us, there's a little switch in your head that flicks on to protect us from having to deal with it. Maybe your memories aren't gone. Maybe you're just blocking them. Which I was like, yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much what she said, Libby. <laughs> that's why she's yeah. talking to you right now. <gasps> right. You just took what Claire said and you repackaged it into your nice clinical psychologist yeah. speak. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You're going to charge me an hour Thanks. for this? Yeah. What's your copay for this? How many cocoa nuts? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Echo and get you my cocoa nuts. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Claire responds by saying, then I need you to unblock them because my baby's sick and they did something to him. So then we cut to Jack and Locke opening the vault door to bring the mystery man, Henry Gale, some food. I'm like, don't give him food. He doesn't. You know, we don't trust this guy yet. You know, give him scraps. You know, yeah, give don't him, give him full meals. Right. Give him like uh, Plus watermelon then he's go rinds. Poo-poo. <laughs> what? <laughs> Daddy's going to have to go poo-poo. Oh, man. You're thinking of things I'm not. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be very useful on the, in this hatch Well, they situation. do say something about him. They like walk in and are like, do you have to go to the bathroom yet? Oh, that's true. 
got to take care of business too, you know? Yeah. So Locke says he tosses uh, this guy a book. And he yeah, says, and I was like, I wonder if you put something in the book. Oh, maybe. He said, I thought you might like something to read. And then this guy says, Dosta, Dostai, I can't speak tonight, Sammy Joe. Dostoevsky. 42 is killing me. <laughs> Dostoevsky. You don't have any Stephen King? And then Locke says, the library is a little outdated. And then Locke goes back out. He crossover chats. reading books. Yeah, reading books. Big crossover. <laughs> he chats with Jack outside of this uh, prison cell. And Jack asks Locke about the book. He's like, what's up with giving this guy this book? And then Locke goes fully Johnny Locke. And he says, did you know that Hemingway was jealous of Dostoevsky? <laughs> and then Jack just goes, no, John. I didn't I know that. I didn't know that. He, like, doesn't have... He's so mean to Locke. He, like, does not have time for him. He doesn't have time for anybody except for Jack and Kate. <laughs> he has all the time in the world for Kate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Locke says he wanted to be the world's greatest writer, but convinced himself that he could never get out from under Dostoevsky's shadow. Kind of sad, really. What are we doing, Jack? <laughs> it's like, come on. Did we need all the stuff in the beginning? Can't we just say, what are we doing, Jack? All right, Locky. Little Locky. Well, lock we do. We do need it. He's a little lock winded. Huh? Yeah. Huh? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack throws it back in Locke's court by saying, Well, John, let me ask you this. We don't have a long term plan for the button, but we keep pushing it, don't we? Look, until we know who he is, whether or not he's telling the truth, we have to keep doing what we're doing. If you've got a better idea, let's hear it. And then Gail from inside the the hatch prison cell just very <laughs> faintly says, why don't you let me go? Shut <laughs> up, Henry. Quiet down, unless you have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? what? Why is Locke asking Jack? Isn't this, this, wasn't this Saeed's plan? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? Did I forget something? Did I forget something? <laughs> wow, 42, this is a real, <laughs> really, real really, banger uh, of an episode. Real doozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so back on the beach, Kate holds baby Aaron, and Libby tries bringing Claire back with some calm hypnosis technique. And then there's this weird screech. It's like screech noise, kind of sounds like a horn or an alarm. It's like, Wing! and then sudden montage again similar to the one that we got earlier we see the vials the woman's face plane mobile planes crashing door closing needle sonogram young woman saying wake up and a needle pushing into the belly the whole nine yards and then we flashback to claire at a doctor's appointment of sorts so i'm right and the voice of a doctor says traveling in your third trimester that's not usually recommended. And then Claire says, well, there's a family there, meaning L.A., where she was going on the plane. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm giving the baby up for adoption. And then the voice says, oh, of course, I understand. The sedative I gave you is very mild. I know these exams can be very stressful. And then we see the doctor go to a refrigerated cabinet filled with vials from Claire's previous flashes. And he fills a syringe with liquid from one of these vials and then he says i'm gonna give you a shot now claire and then the camera tilts up to reveal it's ethan (gasps) as the doctor dr rom (gasps) Ah! more like dr wrong am i right 
<laughs> you are right. <laughs> uh, he says, a little medicine for your baby. Don't worry. You're just going to feel a little pinch. And then he sings, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> down. Medicine, go down. Medicine, go down. And spoonful of sugar, some medicine, go down. In the most delightful way. Okay, Appa's so excited about it. He loves it. Loves it. He got up and was like, hey. Yeah. Hey. Music. There's some harmonizing happening over there in the corner of the room. Uh, so yeah, then there's a bunch of quick scary cuts again, scary shots, sound effects, you know, and boom, we're back in present time with Libby and Claire, uh, scrambling to her feet and Libby says, it's okay. You're all right. It's okay. It's okay. And Claire says, it was Ethan. It was Ethan. I saw him. It was Ethan. And then I think that's when we get the lost title. And then Claire continues. Claire continues to try to explain her flashbacks to Libby, but Libby is trying to calm her down. And Claire says, I remembered, okay? I saw Ethan. He was there, and he was giving me an exam. And then Libby says, Claire, what you saw could be combining experiences of what happened before the crash of the night you were having dreams here on the island. And then Claire says, you know what? Aaron is sick, okay? I need to find that place, that room. It's real. It's real. And hey, there's medicine for the baby. I need to find it. And then Kate and Libby's face are sort of like, huh, is this for real? Or like, what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. Claire says, I need to find it. Kate, please help me find it. And then cut to Echo chopping down a tree with his brute force and he's shirtless and glistening. Yeah. He just he looks good, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, is he, uh, he building a cabin here? What's he, what's he doing? These are the trees that he marked. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's making a church or something. Mm. Mm. I hope that's not right because then that, it's going to look like it was a leaky bucket. <laughs> I know. But also that would be a waste of time. Okay. Well, church is to help some people. I mean, <laughs> if you're also using it as like a shelter and people can sleep in there, then sure. great. Then yeah. do whatever you got to do for an hour on this a- every Sunday, you know? Island meetings there, you know? Yeah. There's a lot you could do there. Yeah. Food pantry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's cutting down trees. He approaches Jack and Locke in the hatch, who seem to be keeping this mystery man, Gale, under wraps. So they shut the door quickly to the armory or whatever, you know, to conceal this guy. Prison. And, yeah, prison cell. Mm-hmm. And then Echo asks for a saw from Uncle Lockie, which he agrees to. On the beach, Kate approaches Sawyer looking for a gun. And, and let's Sawyer's do... got glasses again. He's got some glasses. Let's do some uh, lines there, Sammy Joe. Okay. Can I be Sawyer? Sure. Nah, you probably do a better Sawyer. No, you can be Sawyer. Okay. I need a gun, and you don't get to ask why. Well, Thelma, seeing as I got all the guns, I do get to ask why. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Watch. Why? Just give me a gun, Sawyer. Check it out. I found a new pair of glasses damn near my prescription. Do you like them? All right. I'm going into the jungle to track down Rousseau. The French chick? What for? Claire thinks she knows where there might be some medicine. The baby's sick. Well, hell, I got medicines. She thinks he's really sick, as in quarantine sick. What do you think? I think she's a little too worried, but she's going after Rousseau with or without me. No boys allowed, huh? And then Kate, Kate shakes, shakes her, her head. 
All right, what do you want? Nine millimeter or rifle? I like this because she can connect with Sawyer and, and Sawyer, you know, he might be in control with the guns, but I kind of like this, you know, but he's, he's here, reasonable. He's reasonable. He's here. He's, out being, the, he's being like Locke. He you is. Know? Locke yeah. wanted to know why he'd use things. He's more of a smart ass version. Yeah. You know, he's but sassy. At least you don't have to listen to a long stinking story about Dostoevsky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> So cut to Son being handed baby Aaron from Claire. Son questions Claire for leaving her child. And yeah, so she says, a mother should not leave her child. And Claire yeah. says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, are you a mother? I was right. like, damn, Claire, you can't talk to Son <laughs> like that. Hey, but she can because she's all in a tizzy, you know? I and know. she's being questioned. She's, she's, got a, she's got a Claire scramble going on. She does, you're right. Uh, and then son responds. She says, no, I'm not. Claire, are you sure you want to do this? And Claire says, what did you say? She says, are you sure you want to do this? Which triggers a scary flashback, scary sound effect montage with the horn blares again. Wow, wow. Something like that. I don't yeah. know. I tried to type it out, but uh, <laughs> it's not, not, I didn't know how to type it. So close-ups, fast cuts, all the things we've seen before. Flashback to Dr. Rom's care center. Okay. Also, can we just pause for a moment? Mm -hmm. Because here she is walking around saying that her baby might be sick, might be infected. She needs medicine for the baby. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, sure. I'll hold your baby. I'll be around your baby. No problem. I'm like, um, fucking excuse me if this baby is infected. Right. Sorry, mom. You hang on to the get, build yourself a a papoose. Yeah. (laughs) A little. Yeah. Little baby satchel. Right. But this is pre Charlie already had made one for her. It's pre COVID times. I feel like yeah, people were much matter. more cavalier the in- about Spanish viruses. influenza happened. I know. I'm remembering like before COVID, like even when people were like sick or had flus or colds or something, like they would still Yeah, that's true. They'd people still go would like out be into around them. And, now yeah. it's like you can't even think about it. You're like, Oh my god, stay away from that person. Wear a yeah. mask, like Oh my god, somebody sneezed, let me get out my Right. My Who's coughing? hand sanitizer. <laughs> right. It, it's yeah, very that's much crazy. On that's crazy. But I remember like going into meetings and somebody would be sitting in a meeting like just basically like like their face would be all red and they'd be very sick. And you're yeah. like, okay, they probably okay, shouldn't be at fine. work. But now like it would be extremely alarming if yeah. that were to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So, that's true. So Claire is kind of drugged. She's a little loopy here. She says... Do you have to put that in my tummy? It really, really hurts, Charlie. <laughs> and then Ethan says, I know. I wish there was another way, but the baby needs it, Claire. Okay. And then Claire's like, okay. <laughs> and and then, this exam room yeah. looks like another hatch type place. Like that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like the way that it was like set up, kind of like yeah. weird, weirdly, you know, the roof is sort of weirdly shaped. The yeah. The lights, like it doesn't look like a modern, it's not a modern hospital right. look. Kind of has like a 1960s or 70s like chic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. So yeah, this is a spooky scene. Ethan injects Claire's belly and there's old timey music playing in the background and Claire's like all drugged up. It's yeah. disturbing. It is really disturbing. And Ethan says, and now because you've been such a good girl, it's time for a surprise. Oh. Ethan then walks her down this scary, dark, mint green fluorescent hallway. Ugh. 
to a beautiful, quaint little nursery outfitted with toys and decorations and a mobile over the crib with planes. Seen these. And then Claire asks about Charlie. And Ethan tells him, oh, he's fine. He just headed back to the camp. And then Claire inspects the plane mobile. Yeah, everything's creepy about it. And she turns on the mobile. And the song was familiar to me. Yes, it was. Something, 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 put it in a basket, never, ever (laughs) let it go. Is that it? Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket, (laughs) never let it fade away. Yes, it's the song that she told the prospective adoptive parents to sing to Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I knew I'd heard it and it was on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in a basket. (laughs) (laughs) So I was pretty close. I was pretty close, right? Toss a coin to the Uh, witcher. witcher. That song keeps popping up into my head. Wow. It's a good one. So then the doorway, in the doorway of this creepy nursery here we hear a gruffled voice say what the hell happened you were supposed to make the list and then bring her in was i unclear and then ethan said it's not my fault they knew i wasn't on the plane they had a manifest and he's kind of talking underneath his breath and then this dude's like what am i supposed to tell him you know what he's gonna do when he finds out damn it ethan and then this dude notices claire is kind of listening in and then he closes the door that guy, then, that guy's Mountain Santa, Pat. That guy's Mountain Santa, Sammy? Yeah. Really? Um, Think um, so? Um, yeah. I mean, come on. Mountain Santa's got a big beard. Well, we're going to get to that, Pat. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll explain to you. Okay, that's what we call a teaser. A teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Slash cuts, scary montage, horn blares, back to baby Aaron <laughs> crying, and Claire kisses him goodbye as son holds him. Kate and Claire walk off away from Son and Baby. And Claire asks about the details that Kate knows about Rousseau from the Black Rock expedition. And Kate says just about her ship crashing here, her and her research team getting stranded. And Claire says, what happened to them? And Kate reluctantly tells her that Rousseau killed her whole team. And then Rousseau pops out of the jungle. This is good timing. This is her move. She just kind of like appears like, eh, here yeah. I am with my gun. And I'm and starting then, to think that uh, Rousseau was trying to save Claire. Think so? Yeah. Wow. Just putting all the pieces together now, I aren't am, you? you A know? little detective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're cold-blooded, hard-boiled detective. Hard-boiled detective. <laughs> hard-boiled she, Sammy Joe on the yeah, case. Exactly. Yeah, get your fedora and your trench coat, your duster. Pop that a- collar. It was a dark Slink Wednesday into the night. Shadows. <laughs> there was a storm brewing. <gasps> yeah. And I walked into the club mm-hmm. and she was standing in the corner smoking a cigarette. What's up there, stud? Man, I was trying to do a uh like a noir uh, film voiceover. Noir. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I caught on. So Danielle appears out of the jungle. She says, Because they were infected. You believe me now, don't you? And Claire says, I want you to take me back there. And Claire demands to be taken back to where she scratched Rousseau during that scary night where she was attacked. And Danielle says, it's not far from here. Cut to Jackie on the beach getting some H2O. Yeah. Echo <laughs> approaches <laughs> and asks to speak to the man, the man in the hatch that Jack and Locke are hiding. 
Mm-hmm. And Jack asks why he should agree to this. And Echo says, because you wish to keep this a secret. And mm. I will tell everyone if you I will you tell don't. everybody. I will make I will a shout it from newspaper. the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will put it on my, on my, on my Jesus stick. stick and I will tell people. And I roll it in the sand so that it makes uh, the, the message all over the sand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Echo's going to blow up his spot. Jackie Jack doesn't like that. Echo just smiles at him like, yeah, I got your ticket, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and Claire and Danielle Rousseau walk in the jungle. Kate's there, too. There's a bit of an altercation here because Danielle tells Claire that this is where she wanted to go. But Claire is not happy and confused that it's not this hatch that she was looking for or whatever it was, the building. Yeah. And then Danielle says, where is this room? And Claire says, how can you be saying that? Okay, you grabbed me. That's why I scratched you. Because you were taking me back to them. And Danielle says, is that what you think? You said you remembered. That's That's not what happened. That's why I brought you here. You lied. And she grabs Claire by the shoulders and starts shaking her like, you love it. No, she didn't really shake her. She just kind of grabbed her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this uh, causes Kate to pull her gun out. Thank you, Sawyer. And Claire walks off into the jungle. Danielle wakes up. Walks up? Wait, walks sorry. Up. Danielle walks up to the gun. She didn't shake her that hard. Oh, I guess no. it was Danielle doing the shaking, so never mind. Right. She walks up to the gun and presses it into her chest and just says, do it. She goes full Nike swoosh on Kate. She says, go ahead, please, do it. It's so yeah, awesome. She's like, I want to die. Yeah, so badass. I love it. Oh. So smash cut to scary flashback memories. Scary horn noises. Don't like these. (laughs) And then we enter an extended scene where we see Claire being led by Ethan Rom into the jungle for a nice little walk together. Yeah, he's like, let's get out. Yeah, come on. Let's get out and have some fresh air. Walkie walk in the jungle there, They don't want me to do this because they think you're going to run away. Right. You won't do that. (laughs) We're having a good time, And it's like weird because it's like he's being compassionate and nice. nice. I'm like, oh, maybe he's not a bad guy. And then I'm like, "Mm." right. But he's keeping her drugged and Mm -hmm. he almost killed Charlie. So let's remember that. Let's not forget, okay? Not our Charlie. Not our Charlie. They sit on a log and they chat and Ethan shares some of his canteen with her, which uh, Claire says that it's sour. And Ethan says he hadn't noticed that it's sour. And then yeah, Ethan what does that mean? is uh, feeling Claire's belly. And she says, he says, Claire, can I tell you a secret? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to miss you. I wish, I wish you didn't have to go. And then Claire says, maybe I don't have to go. Ethan says, we've been through this, Claire. There's not enough vaccine for you and the baby. And Claire says, well, I'm not. I'm not sick. And Ethan says, thank God. And once you've delivered, you can go back to your friends and hopefully you'll stay that way. And Claire says, what if I want to see the baby? And Ethan says, hey, nobody's going to take him from you unless that's what you want. You have a choice. We're good people, Claire. We're a good family. Mm, But But if you're going to trust us with your child, I want you to be sure, okay? And then we get a great shot, Sammy yeah, Joe. Yeah, I wrote this down. Great shot. Very cool effect. Very cool effect. The camera is probably like at a 50 millimeter lens, okay? Mm-hmm. And the steady cam operator starts on Ethan in like kind of an over-the-shoulder shot and mm-hmm. swings around Claire's body to reveal in between the two of them in a two-shot 
present-day Claire looking down at the from memory. the distance at the memory, blending memory Very cool. into real life. Very cool. Loved this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did too. So Claire then has a snap memory moment and runs off into the rainy jungle in present time to find a tarped area, which Kate, Claire, and Rousseau pull the tarp off, revealing a new Dharma hatch door that they yeah, haven't found this before. This is where the hatch people live, Pat. Remember when we were first finding live. the old the old hatch, the lock yeah. hatch, the du- like, what's his name, Duncan? Duncan, Duncan Hatch, Duncan Hatch. What? Who? What's the who's the guy who Duncan. was in the hatch? The guy. Oh, uh, Desmond. Desmond. Okay, I knew <laughs> you it was were close. D. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, welcome to Desmond Donuts. <laughs> uh, uh, you want fries yeah. with that? <laughs> you don't have fries with donuts. French fries. <laughs> Desmond, you're doing too many things right now, buddy. I need you to concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need you to push Come this on, we button. Got, we got to figure out your branding, pal. Okay. <laughs> Claire opens the hatch and they look in. Where Wait, light... stop. I, didn't, I wasn't done. Oh, okay. So remember when they first came across that hatch and I was like, yeah. there's going to be a civilization of hatch right. people that live in this there? This is what you're talking about. This is it. Okay. All this right. is the civilization of hatch people. I got gotcha. you. Hatch people. Right? Living large in this uh, tiny weird hatch. tiny hatch. <laughs> Living large, little hatch. Living large, tiny hatch. Little hatch on the prairie. <laughs> little, <laughs> little, little hatch, hatch in the jungle. In the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire opens the hatch. They look in where a light flickers in the hallway inside. This classic Ooh, uh, yeah, scariness. Flickering. You know, it's always got to flicker. Oh, you yeah. know, someone left it on. They don't need to shut it off. Leave it on, but it's going to flicker. <laughs> So they investigate slowly, finding flashlights in the process and making their way into the hatch, eventually coming across a room that resembles the nursery from her memories. Kate splits off and investigates some lockers and finds a little bottle of theatrical glue. Yes, and Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. beard. And a beard. She found Mountain Santa's disguise. (laughs) And there was also all these torn up clothes in the lockers. Yeah, there Why? were some. Tell hmm. me, riddle yeah. me this, Pat. Okay, I'll riddle Why you. Why do they need spirit gum on <laughs> the island? Okay, this is some nefarious shit yeah. that's happening. Something's up. I can't say anything more other than who knows? Something may be up. So, because you know what? They're not putting on like Christmas pageants. Mm mm. I mean, Even maybe. though we're calling him Mountain Santa. <laughs> ho, ho! Welcome to Christmas pageant here in the hatch. I am your host for tonight. I'm Mountain Santa. And you get a baby's booty for Christmas this year. That's all <laughs> we have. That's all we have. Have you been good or have you been naughty? <laughs> Here is a uh, giraffe decal that we pulled off of the nursery that we no longer need. It's Here been a rough year. Here is an old <laughs> real film. Here's a real film that's missing about five minutes in the middle. Again, it's been a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> we have not collected yes. what we should have mm-hmm. collected around yes. the island. Mrs. Mountain Santa has been... Very tiresome for Mountain Santa. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's been a rough year. 
And we had some strangers who came into our house for the first time and put their feet up on the and then coffee used table the bathroom and ate all of our Captain Crunch. <laughs> ate our Captain Crunch, used our bathroom. And uh, and plugged up the toilet. It didn't didn't flush. flush. (laughs) And it stunk it up so bad we had to move out. And so, (laughs) again... And they took all of our candles and our... And, and our, ranch uh, dressing. Aroma spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're dressing. missing all of our buckets of ranch. So, again, it's been a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> Mount Santa breaks down. He has a full-blown panic attack on stage in the hatch. <laughs> oh, boy. The rest of the hatch, you just kind of look at each other like, this is this is the worst. Christmas pageant. He slowly starts eating his beer, taking it's off the beer good. hairs. It's still good. I like one. it. <laughs> Merry Christmas oh, to all. Mount Santa, and to how all. the mighty have fallen. <laughs> to all a good night. He just passes out. <laughs> and then he comes back and he says, God bless us, everyone. God bless us, <laughs> passes everyone. Passes out again. Yeah. No, that'd be, be, be uh, baby Aaron. <laughs> yeah yeah anyways all right <laughs> all right let's get back yeah, so to claire reality. finds a knit baby booty which snaps her back into <laughs> scary baby booty. flashback land and it ends with the woman that we've seen from the other flashback saying wake up and flashback to claire being woken up by a young brunette woman who tells her that she has to go and the young girl says you're going to die they're going to cut him out of you I can get you back to your camp, but we have to leave now. And Claire's... Now Dave turned to me and he was like, I think that that's Rousseau's daughter. Oh. But I was like, I didn't think she had a daughter. I thought she had a boy. Oh, because Alex. Mm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember the name, but... Right. Could go either way. Yeah. Kind of like my name, Pat. Nobody knows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Dave's mom's name is Pat. I know. It's Pat. So Claire starts to freak out and yell for Ethan at this point, but this girl chloroforms her and says, you'll thank me for this someday. Then scary flashback cuts to Claire back in this hatch, now empty. And Claire says, it's here. The medicine's here. And she asks Kate to help her in finding the vaccine, which she thinks is in this tipped over fridge in the middle of the room, which I like to imagine exactly what happened. They're like, take all the medicine. Now, Tip over the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on, really? <laughs> also, if the fridge is tipped over and not plugged into anything, those vaccines aren't going to be good anymore. They got to be refrigerated right. and used within a certain number of yeah, time. Claire. So if you see a tipped over unplugged fridge. Don't you know how vaccines work, uh, Claire? Pro- she probably doesn't, doesn't get it, you know? But. I don't think I would have either no, before this neither. year. <laughs> me neither. They open it and it's empty, of course. Claire, frantic and angry, yells at Rousseau asking her to tell her where it is. Claire then gets another flashback memory of her scratching Rousseau, which launches her into a flashback, so many flashbacks, of being in the jungle at night. She's pregnant and yelling for Ethan. Ethan yells back from the jungle off in the distance where we can see some torches coming towards them. Mm. And Rousseau finds Claire in this moment, and this is where Claire scuffles with Danielle and scratches her. And then back to present day in this new medical hatch place, well, I guess it's new old. It's new to them. And Claire yeah. says, you weren't trying to take me back, were you? 
You were trying to save me. And Danielle says, I carried you on my back to your camp. I left you where they would find you. And Claire says, I'm sorry. And then Danielle turns to leave and she says, where are you going? And Danielle says, you're not the only one who didn't find what you were looking for. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. for. And then we see Kate, Claire, Rousseau walking through the jungle. Rousseau stops walking and Claire asks about Danielle's baby, Alex. And Claire says, yeah, so I'm like, oh, Alex could be a he or she. True, 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 true. And Claire says, I remember a girl, a girl with blue eyes. She helped me. She saved me, just like you did. She wasn't like the others. She was good. And Danielle says, I'm sorry that you didn't find what you're looking for, and I hope your baby's not infected. But if it is, I hope you know what must be done. And then she exits. And then we... What's mm-hmm. funny is I was like, but that woman, the young woman wasn't French, but I was like, well, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. minute. <laughs> You're a baby. <laughs> she was, she was a baby. Right. She wasn't raised. Uh-huh. She was raised on right. the island. You're not born so, with a French uh, accent. You don't come right. out of the womb like, <laughs> oh, so like you cry in an accent. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even write oh, that down because oh, I was like, this is so <laughs> <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> But I thought I would tell yeah, you anyway. I like it. So we could. So we at see me. Locke doing dishes in the hatch, and Jack and Echo show up. And Locke says, "Back for more tools." And then Jack just lets him know. He goes, "He knows John." And then Locke says, "Well, there you go." <laughs> <laughs> and then Locke opens the vault door to this guy, this uh, mystery man. Well, we know his name. Oh, had a, Gale. Or I guess I guess it hasn't yeah, been revealed. Henry Gale. Yep. So Jack yeah. says to Echo. He says, just be careful. Oh, he, he reveals it now, I just, think. Just be careful what you say to him. He's smart no, he and curious. Just give us a shout when you're done. And then Echo enters the armory vault, introduces himself to this Gale guy, and Echo asks him a few questions. Echo says, you are a prisoner because they are, very, because they are being careful. They are being careful because they believe you are lying. And this Gale guy says, why would I lie? They think I'm one of the others. Other what? And then Echo says, please stop talking, Henry. The first night. Do do shut shut up. up. The first night I spent on this (laughs) island, I was dragged into the jungle by two men. They never spoke a word to me, nor I to them. I killed these men, smashed in their head with a stone. I felt their blood on my arms. I need you to know how sorry I am for this. I need you to know that I am back on the righteous path now and that I regret my actions. I ask you for your forgiveness. And then Gail says, why are you telling me this? And Echo says, because I needed to tell someone. So Echo pulls out a big knife at this moment and cuts off. <gasps> That's a That's knife. That's a real knife. And he cuts off <laughs> a couple pieces of his beard and he walks out of this armory. The two the two, hanging two little pieces hangy. of his beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I thought this was interesting. It just seemed like Echo needed to do a little confession time, you know? Yeah, and I was thinking that it was kind of like the opposite of a samurai cutting off their top knot. So samurais cut off their top Uh knot when they feel that they have dishonored their country, their vows, their people. They don't deserve the top Um, knot. Right. You no longer and are. The so top I was knot. like, is he cutting it off because he now has honor again? Like he's doing kind of the opposite oh. thing. But uh, so I paused it and I was like asking Dave about it. And he was like, well, he's got two of the like beard thingies. So he's like, maybe he's cutting them like one for each man he killed. And he was wearing them 
as guilt, but now he's releasing maybe. his guilt. And I'm like, damn, that's mm, deep. That's pretty deep. Maybe it was just like. I was like, maybe you should be on this podcast. Or maybe he's just going more clean cut, you know? Like the beads or whatever, his two little hangy beard things. Maybe that was just like a part of his uh, gangster persona, you know, in Nigeria mm. where he was like a warlord. And then he's like, I'm going to clean it up, you know? Just kind of gave himself a little shave. Maybe. He's like, see, now I am clean echo. Now I am good. I don't know. Who's to say? Back on the beach, mm. Jack checks out baby Aaron. Things are looking up. Claire gives baby Aaron the knit baby booty that she found in the hatch. And she opens her heart to little baby Aaron. She says, look, yeah. mommy made this for you when you were still inside her tummy. And she starts crying. And this is sad. This is a, this is an emotional moment. Yeah. Where you had a, do you have a hard time? I have a hard time it? with baby stuff. Yeah, babies yeah, really get me. I never, never thought in a million years that baby stuff would get me like it does. But baby yeah. stuff really gets me. Is it? I mean, I would imagine that 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 became a thing when yeah. you had oh, kids. hundred percent. Like it wasn't. It changes as, you. Changes yeah. you in a very weird way. <laughs> it's very yeah. strange. Look at you. Anyways, baby angel she says, <laughs> emotional easy. about babies. She says. You know, I wanted them to take you, but now I know. I know that you were supposed to be together. You and me, we're supposed to take care of each other, okay? You're Aww, mine, and I love so you. Nice. I love you so much. And th- this, uh, at this point, I was like, this episode will never end. It goes on and on, my friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just like there's too much. There's happening so much it. happening. It's like God, just end it. And we had so much with the flashbacks and with Claire, and now it's just a lot. Yeah. So. Locke enters the prison cell with some food for Mr. Gale. And Gale asks about the Hemingway comment, and then they talk literature together. Yeah, so Locke is stoked to have like, someone yes. that he can have long conversations with. He's like, he's like, let me regale ah, there you we with go. some That's stories. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Sammy Joe. Hey, yo. Bringing it back. Yeah. He says, well... Dostoevsky had his virtues too. He was a genius for one. Bullfighting is in everything. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? But Gail says, mm. so which one are you? And Locke says, I'm sorry. And then Gail are you the, says, are you the genius or are you the one always living in the shadow of the genius? Yeah. And then Locke realizes, uh, oh shit. Listen, yeah. Pat, Henry Gale is about to tear you some think shit so? up. He is sowing the of seeds discord. of discord. I was going to say that. I say that term all the time. Yeah. I know you do. So I'm glad you brought it up because I'm like, yes. So when we when the when you do the sow of the, uh, the with the discords, then it's yes. always going to happen in that way because if you seed it then you sow it and discords happen always right okay right. cool so yeah gail says uh that line that you said perfectly and then Locke realizes he's being hannibal lectured at this point and he tries to mm. exit and then gail says i just don't understand why you let the doctor call the shots and then Locke says kind of defensive he's on his heels he says no one calls the shots Jack and I make decisions together. And then Gail says, oh, right. Okay. My mistake. And then Locke oh, leaves the armory. He's just dropping these oh, seeds, seeds everywhere. Seeds. Little yeah, Discord, Discord seeds. seeds. Mm-hmm. 
and then he starts to do the dishes and then he loses he's playing the discordian mm-hmm. exactly and it sounds like uh, and then Locke loses his temper, swiping all the dishes oh, all yeah, over the ground. Locke tantrum. Lock tantrum. Crash. And then Gale in the armory lifts his head up and kind of very faintly smirks to himself a little. Henry Gale Henry knows exactly Gale. what he's doing. He's creating a shit storm. Yeah. Gale? Yeah. Oh, shit storm? I get it. Yeah, like winds. Because yeah, wind. I get it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So that's the end of the okay. episode. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you got any final thoughts on this? Yeah. I do feel like way too much happened in this episode. Lot. Like, I feel like the stuff, there's the stuff with Echo, there's the stuff with Henry yeah. Gale messing with yep. Locke, and then there's all the Claire baby mm-hmm. stuff. Like, pick one. Right. Yeah. You pick, know? Pick a thread um, and stick to it, okay? Yeah. And we talked about last episode about how we just want to stay with the island because we don't care so much about like the flashbacks and how we were kind of getting tired with that. So I liked that this one, it had flashbacks, but it was island flashbacks. It was all on the island. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. So this was, I think, a good break. It was a good break. That being said, I hated all the flashbacks with the needle and the quick, scary cuts. We don't need that every time. All right. I like yeah. flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I miss my whoosh noise. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. You want some trivia? I do. The four airplanes in the mobile hanging over the crib bear the Oceanic logo. They also appear to be Lockheed L-1011s. It is possible that they are the same planes as seen on the mobile and Claire's dream in that episode raised by another as the oh. crib in the station and the dream are the same. Remember that dream? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't remember that dream. Isn't the one where Locke was, he was like in the middle of the jungle. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yes. The like dream yep. sequence thing. Yeah. Right. And she like walked up to where the he crib. was like a fortune teller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The numbers are written on the medicine that Ethan Rom grabs. So it's of just course. on the side, just 4, 8, 15, 16. All the numbers. This episode uses a different flashback noise. <laughs> rather than the trademark Which we don't noise. Love. We don't love it. Get rid it. of it. And I don't know if you noticed this, but it's similar to the alarm heard when Claire escaped from the staff in the hatch. Oh. So they're playing like an alarm and it's going, Wow Yeah, wow. I didn't notice that. And that was the same noise as the one in these flashbacks. Wow. So because mm-hmm. that stuck with her as a thing it that stuck she remembers. With her. Yeah, it's a part of her memory. So this is the first episode since her first on-island appearance in which Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Ana Lucia, doesn't appear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a relief. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to deal with Ana Lucia. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh, my blood pressure just rises. <laughs> that being said, kind of miss her. That being know? said. This is the second episode, which takes place completely on the island. Do you remember the other one that's completely on the island? No, I don't. It's the episode titled The Other 48 Days. Oh, yeah, that makes where sense. Where it featured general flashbacks fo- focusing on the tail section survivors. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. And last piece of trivia I have is this is the fourth extended episode of Lost. Yeah, five it felt like minutes it. longer, which felt like 20 minutes longer. Yeah, I don't know. it did feel really long. Yeah. There Stop you go. Stop doing this, Lost. 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, wow. These were big episodes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Big in length, big in tangents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot to contend with here. But, uh, hey, we got we to gotta give these uh, uh, Kickstream Potters, you know, their money's worth. <laughs> yes. Their free money's worth. <laughs> All right. Should we do new predictions? No. Favorite moments first. Yeah, I know. Favorite moments. What's your... Yeah, what's your favorite moment of Buffy? My favorite moment of Buffy, I mean, it's when Xander is like walking through the club as cool guy, vamp guy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good time. When he first walks out in the like alley. No, I think it's like, doesn't he like walk through the club? Like, yeah, he and Willow do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what that's what I like. Yeah. I like when they enter the the bronze and mm-hmm. they're walking through the club, and I'm like, this is so cool. Oh yeah, and then he he like gives a vamp a high five, and he's like, slap my hand, yeah. dead soul man, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I liked all that stuff. So that's my favorite cool moment guy, of Buffy. Xander. What about you? Uh just Vamp Willow. So pretty pretty similar. Just all all of it. The board now, you know, like all <laughs> of her. Now. Her, yeah. her outfit, just everything. Right. Everything about that. Everything about that. Yeah. Did Maybe you I could have do. Did you want to be Dark Willow when you oh, saw yeah. this? You're like, For I sure. totally want this. Yeah. I want to be leather. I want to lick David Boreanaz's face. Probably could have done without that, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. I want you to know, Pat, that that's not something I took away from this episode. I don't go around licking people's faces. Thank goodness. I mean, I wasn't going to ask. That'd be too TMI. Yeah, but but I'm I just want you, you to know. It. Thank you. I know you're worried about the impression that this had on me. I was worried, but not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really wear leather either because you know you don't it's wear hot and sticky and as yeah. we saw, you know, with with uh, friends, you could get stuck in it and never get out, right. which is would be my fear and yeah. probably would happen to me. So mm-hmm. you know, no mm-hmm. thanks. I'm not going to risk it. All right. Good to know. All right. So what's your favorite moment of Lost? Uh, when Claire, Kate, and Rousseau are exploring the big hatch. The big hatch. Yeah. That's what I'm that was cool. It. That yeah. was fun. I, I made a note of that myself mentally. I was like, this is fun with yeah. the flashlights going around. Yeah. But I have a feeling I know what yours is going to be. Go ahead. The the shot of Claire looking yeah. at her memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that Great shot. Thing. Great yeah, shot. Loved it. Very impactful. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Best part. Yeah. All right. Yep. So what do you predict will happen next on Buffy? Oh, boy. I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, um, you did talk about Willow becoming bad again. So do you think that's actually something that will happen? Or is that like, oh, yeah. oh that's like a that'll, pipe dream? That'll happen two more times. Okay. At least. Maybe even three or four, you know? There's wow. so many enchantments that can happen. With Willow okay. specifically? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because after this episode where everybody got to see a dark side Willow, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. We're all going to be so, like, this has to happen again. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get more of this. Okay. I don't know when. Maybe next season after they get some uh, uh, audience feedback because they're unsure how it's going to play. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, people love it. And they're going to bring it back in some way or another. Okay. Okay. So it could be an enchantment. could be uh, some sort of dark magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a candy bar. You know, all of these are viable scenarios. 
within the Sunnydale universe, okay? Okay, Buffyverse. And uh, Buffyverse. And I felt like I had another one that I was... Uh, well, you talked t- a lot about Jonathan. Jonathan's I don't just going to be a... I don't know if that was just a fantasy or... No, it's a complete fantasy. It's not going to happen as cool as that would be. It's not going to happen. He's going to be a running joke throughout the entire series, but he is going to have a hero moment, and I can't wait to see it. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Anything else from this episode? Nope. All right. What's your predictions for Lost? Uh, backstory? I'm thinking here is where we might actually get some Libby backstory because we finally saw her again. Or Locke. Libby or Locke. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my guess. Okay. Because Locke, you know, he flipped out at the end of this. So Yeah, he did. That guy who talked to Ethan is Mountain Santa. So okay. the one that was talking to Ethan in, in Claire's flashback. All right. That's Mountain Santa, okay? Mountain Santa, got it. Don't know what his name is yet, but it's the same guy. Okay. Locke has come undone. Yeah? Unlocked. Unlocked? He's not going to take shit anymore. He's going to start demanding some respect, reasserting reasserting his dominance, calling more shots. Uh No more Mr. Nice Locke, Pat. Okay, I like it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That gets me excited, and I don't even know what happens. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right, great. So uh, what media can you recommend this week? I got something. And Mm -hmm. Amy said I should not recommend this because she really did not like it. But I thought it was worth a watch considering I saw it for free over HBO Max. The new Suicide Squad movie came out directed by James Gunn. Mm Mm-hmm. And I saw the trailer and I was like, eh, don't know if I want to see this. What is it? How many are there? Three? No, there's just the second one that came out, but it's all part of the DC universe, you know? Okay. So, and I don't know if it's a reboot or if it's a sequel. It's kind of unclear. Okay. (laughs) So if you look at it at its like, uh, like its own movie, then I think that's the best way that you can. Yeah. I didn't see the original one. You don't need to. But I don't want to see them at all. I yeah, just have you don't interest. need to see this. Yeah, I would say watch the Marvel movies over these. Okay. Because But you're uh, still going to recommend it? <laughs> I'm still going to recommend it because there are certain scenes in it that I think are really well done and they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And there are some action scenes that are some of the best action scenes I've seen in a really long while. Wow, okay. So, yeah, even though the movie is kind of, it's really out there, it's very graphic and R-rated and it's very violent. And, there's and some you're sick, worried kinda... about what I was watching about yeah. me watching this episode of Buffy. Uh-huh. Should I be worried about, about what me? this is doing to you and your kind little soul? Yes, you should. You should. Mm-hmm. Turn me into a real monster, Sammy Joe. <laughs> yeah. Pat the, the Ripper. Suicide Squad. It broke me. Yeah, so check it out. Directed by James Gunn. It's on HBO Max for... Actually, it might be... That's the weird thing about HBO Max is that they're doing their new movie releases in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So after a month, they, they go like away. disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Until it comes out on DVD or whatever. Yeah. I've noticed that with a couple of things. Like they did that with... um In the Heights. In the Heights. Thank you. Which yeah. unfortunately I missed it. But no. we, were, we weren't super interested. I mean, I do want to see it, but... It wasn't yeah, like it's worth at seeing. the it wasn't at like the top of our list because we've seen in the heights, uh, we saw the like actual a, musical. 
Yeah, we saw it in like in Hartford at like a small like local independent theater. Right. And it was really, really good. Yeah. Amy hated Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was disgusting. I and probably just, wouldn't like it either. She didn't like it. Yeah. So take that as you will. See it if you want. Okay. Don't hold me accountable. <laughs> I won't. I won't see it. All right. I'm going to recommend How I Met Your Mother. Of course. I know you'll never watch it, but it's I've seen phenomenal. a lot of How I Met Your Mother because Amy have? loves it. Oh, I've seen a it's ton so of it. It's so funny. Well, because I was watching Friends. Like, I know I was telling yeah. you how I've been watching Friends because I'm trying to catch up so that I can watch the reunion special, which most multiple people have told me is not really worth it anyway. So yeah. I really don't know why I'm putting in all of this effort. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I put Friends on as like a background. It's kind of like yeah. it's not really something I'm really paying attention to. Right. Um, but then I started watching How I Met Your Mother because it's one of the table themes at our wedding. And I just ah, like wanted fun. to sort of refresh myself, you know, because um, yeah. it's one of my favorite TV shows. And hey, remember when we got to hang out with the creators of that show? Yes. That was That fun. was so fun. Craig was Thomas cool. and Carter Bays. Nice guys. Super nice. I was like so cool with them too. You were but so I was cool. Also nerding out. You were definitely nerding out. And I and was like, was, I was like, yeah. yeah, this reference, this reference, and, and they're like, huh? What? They were like, wow, that is a deep pull. And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Deep cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was, was, cool. that, was that was a lot of fun. They were very cool guys. Um, I'm excited to see more stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was rewatching and I'm like, you know what? This show is so much funnier than Friends. Really? I'm sure that's going to be a thing that like people are not happy about, but I yeah. just, I'm, I just enjoy it so much more. And apparently there's going to be a How I Met Your Dad, which is not, it doesn't tie into the characters of How I Met Your Mother. Although yep. I could see, I could definitely see there being like, cameos or something right it's not how the mother in how i met your mother meets ted for you know it's Mm -hmm. different characters altogether um and i think that's supposed to come out later this year so Hmm. all right i'm excited to see that yeah Yeah. um so yeah but i i think that's a good fun fun watch sure yeah everybody needs those yeah all right great well this was a monster episode yes big episode big episode this is a whopper this was a whopper of an episode. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us for these 42 episodes thus far. Yeah, we and shall, there will be more. There will be more. We shall return. I will be in a different location, and Sammy will be newly married. Well, I'm already And it will married. be, well, I know, but, you know, newly, <laughs> newly like, married celebrated. Again? Newly celebrated married, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. be back to, uh, you know, normal life and not just focusing right. on planning a wedding, which feels like a third business. Right. Yes, which you already have too many of those as it is. Yep. So, yeah. So when we reconvene in episode 43, I hope to throw a giant celebration for all of those. And also, I would say, uh, you know, write in if you miss us. You know, let us know that that we're missed, you know? And maybe (laughs) it'll force us to come back quicker. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Or follow us on Instagram. All the places. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. Yeah. And listen, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Tell all your friends. Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, perhaps YouTube, (laughs) and Stitcher. (laughs) And uh, don't forget to leave us five stars. Let's try to get those ratings up. And 
What else, Sammy Joe? You can check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com. Yeah, and while you're at it catching up, you can also buy some Floripothecary stuff. Oh, you thanks, can Pat. Follow us at Sammy Joe Jensen and Bohan Film. That's mm-hmm. us on Instagram. Although I'm going to be changing uh, it. I'm going to be changing it to Sammy Joe Studio. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Mm. So keep your eye out for that. That's yeah. a, that's what we call a teaser. teaser. <laughs> Don't know when I'm doing that, but yeah. probably after this episode airs. Cool. All right. And always remember that streaming, that streaming is, better is better with, with friends. friends. Including <laughs> you guys. Including all of you Kickstream Potters. Yes. We heart you. We'll see you in October. Bye. Bye.